0: And welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing the, some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a Conservative Atheist. Enjoy! Enjoy! And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. Uh, Usually Mondays are set aside for moronic roundtable discussions where we hear a bunch of lunatics and idiots discuss serious topics. Um, Sometimes, most of the time, serious topics, uh, sometimes not so serious. But it's all, uh, you know, chaos and stupidity. So but this time since uh I had some you know, some scheduling conflicts and I couldn't put out the podcast right after the debate or during the debate, uh I'm broadcasting the Republican um, primary debate in, in Iowa between uh Nikki Haley and Governor Governor DeSantis. And so without further ado, we're gonna start out with the debate and I'm gonna do commentary throughout. Okay, let's get it started. First uh... one coming out is Governor Ron DeSantis.
1: Please welcome former South Carolina Governor and UN Ambassador Jeffrey
0: Haley. Now, if it's between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, I'll choose Ron DeSantis, but uh, obviously if Trump is in the race all the way, I'll be voting for Trump. We remind and our audience
2: of the ground rules. Each of you will have 90 seconds to answer questions, 60 seconds for responses and rebuttals, and 15 seconds for clarifications. Timing lights will remind you when time is expiring.
1: We also remind our audience here in the Sheslow Auditorium at Drake University, to be respectful so the candidates can hear the questions and can hear each other.
2: Just hours ago, the Republican field narrowed once again. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie ended his bid for the presidency. So, with one fewer candidate in the running, let's start with the decision voters here in Iowa are about to face. Governor DeSantis, why should voters who are looking for an alternative to the current frontrunner, former President Trump, vote for you rather
0: than former Governor Haley. Because Governor DeSantis isn't bought by big business.
2: Well, the people of Iowa,
3: uh, good evening. It's great to be in Iowa to have a debate here. Donald Trump's running to pursue his issues. Nikki Haley's running to pursue her donors' issues. I'm running to pursue your issues and your family's issues and to turn this country around. I'm the only one running that's delivered on 100% of the promises that I've made. We've delivered huge victories in the state of Florida, things that Republicans have been asking for for a generation. I'm also the only one running that has beaten the left time and time again. We beat the teachers union on universal school choice. We beat Soros on crime. We beat Fauci on COVID. We beat the Dems on election integrity. And I beat the left by banning China from buying land in the state of Florida. Now, uh, you know, Nikki Haley is, is running Uh, We don't need another mealy mouth politician who just tells you what she thinks you want to hear just to try to get your vote, then to get in office and to do her donor's bidding. She was in another state, and she said the people of Iowa's votes need to be corrected. This is somebody that wrote in her book that Hillary Clinton inspired her to first run for office. I remember Hillary denigrating people on the Republican side as deplorables. We don't need a candidate who's gonna look down on middle America, Uh, we've had enough of that. I'm the only one that's gonna be able to lead this country's revival. Uh, I'm asking for your support and I won't let you down. Governor Haley, a response?
4: Well, I think this is a time that we know that-
0: Okay, so before she responds, I completely agree. We don't need somebody who's inspired by Hillary Clinton. And we, we definitely don't need that and we don't need somebody who's uh, you know mixed in with big business and and upholding you know that that's that's her achilles heel uh, well hillary clinton being her role model is a big one but also um her being mixed in with big business a lot of big business donors
4: we need a new generational leader we have watched our country be in disarray we see the world on fire and we need someone who's had executive experience i've been a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse. I was at the U.N., I dealt with Russia, China, Iran every day. Um, But you're going to find out tonight that there's going to be a lot of Ron's lies that have happened. There are at least a couple of dozen so far that he's done. So what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com. And look at all those are at least two dozen lies that he's told about me. And you can see where fact checkers say exactly what's going to happen and exactly why it's wrong. So it will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now. And that's because he's upset about the fact that his... His campaign is exploding. You're going to see the fact that he has switched his um, policies multiple times, and we'll call that out tonight. But every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved by the end of the night.
3: Well, I think this DeSantis. is interesting because uh, you can actually go to RonDeSantis.com because Nikki Haley has this tactic: if you uh, hold her accountable to her record. First, she'll say, I never said that. Well, one good rule of thumb, if she says she's never said something, that definitely means she said it. And then she'll say, you're lying, you're lying. That means not only did she say it, but she's on videotape saying it. And so we have all the greatest hits. The reality is uh, Nikki Haley is not somebody that has been willing to stand in and fight On behalf of conservatives, you know, she ran for governor saying she was going to do universal school choice, and she caved to the teachers union. She didn't deliver that in Florida. I delivered the largest expansion of school choice in the history of the United States. I beat the teachers union. And you know what the results are when she was governor of South Carolina. She was rated 50th in education dead last, you know, where Florida is under my watch. Number one in the
0: nation. Wow! Wow! Well, I—I I really I'm interested. I, I, now I—I haven't seen any of this. This is instead of re, uh, before in the past, I've been recording the debates and then, you know, editing out the commercials. We'll just we'll just skip through the commercials on this. But right now, I'm just doing this right off of, uh, right off of uh, YouTube TV. So um, I, I really I'm curious. He's she's fiftieth or whatever he said. The number was extremely high, and he is uh, <laughs> he's number one in the country, his state for education. I, I'd really like to hear what how she's going to respond to that. I have a feeling she's not going to give a direct response to that.
4: to Sanuslieses.com and you can find out for yourself. but why don't we talk about the fact that if we're going to say this, when Ron was representing Florida, he said that he prompted
0: Okay, why don't we why don't we directly respond to him saying that he's number one in the state in, in the country that Florida's number one for uh, education and you're way down the line.
4: Best not to raise the debt limit when he got to DC. yet he raised the debt limit. By hundreds of billions of dollars. He used to support Ukraine. He supported Ukraine when President Obama was in office. Now he's trying to copy Trump and saying that he no longer supports Ukraine and doesn't want to give them foreign aid anymore. He also goes and says that he wants to talk about me insulting Iowans. Iowans know when you're telling a joke. The fact that he's only running in one state is not the way you win president. I'm running in all states. But he should tell Iowans why he authored legislation to ban the renewable fuel standard that's so important to Iowans economy and the fact that he co-sponsored five different pieces of legislation to get rid of it. And also, then he also said he would never do anything with Social Security. Yet he voted three times to raise the retirement age of Social Security. So if you're going to talk about what you said and what you did, I think you've got your own explaining to do rather than telling lies about...
1: Thank you, Governor. We're going to get to a lot of these issues in the debate.
0: Governor never said anything about him being, Florida being number one in education <clears throat> and the fact that she didn't expand school, school choice.
1: Haley, when, when uh, Governor Christie dropped out of the race just a few hours ago, he said the most important issue is, quote, the character of the candidate. Uh, Governor Christie also said he ran because he knew he would be the only Republican candidate to speak the truth about former President Donald Trump. Do you believe Donald Trump has the character to be president again?
4: Well, I think the next president needs to have moral clarity. I think you need to have moral clarity to understand that it's taxpayer money.
0: Answer, answer the question, bitch. <laughs>
4: not your own money. I think you need to have moral clarity to understand that when you're dealing with dictators in the world that we always have to Answer fight for question. democracies and human rights and protecting Americans and preventing war. And so when you look at Donald Trump, I have said, I think he was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies, but his way is not my way. I don't have vengeance, I don't have vendettas. I don't take things personally. For me, it's very much about no drama, no whining and getting results and getting them done. So, I do I don't think that President Trump is the right president to go forward. I think it's time for a new generation <clears throat> leader that's going to go and make America proud again. That's what I'm going to try and do.
1: Governor DeSantis, what is your response to Chris Christie? Do you believe Donald Trump has the character to be president again?
3: Well, I'm running because I'm the guy that's going to be able to engineer a comeback for this country. I appreciated what President Trump did, but let's just be honest. He said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to hold Hillary accountable, and he let her her off the hook. He said he was going to eliminate the debt, and he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. So we need to deliver and get this stuff done. And I think the difference between uh, Nikki Haley and me, you know, I listened to all that litany of stuff. You know, I debated the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Um, You know, I thought he lied a lot. Uh, Man, Nikki Haley gives him a run for his money, and she may even be more liberal than Gavin Newsom is. We are in a situation here in uh, Florida— as Republicans, you need somebody that is going to be in there and fight for you. And Nikki Haley, any
0: time... Okay, let me tell you the truth. Harsh truth. My female listeners not going to like what I'm saying. Women are not strong leaders. It's not just that they're not strong leaders, but they're not... The, the people that are enemies are not going to see them as strong leaders the russians vladimir putin is not going to see a female as a serious threat or a strong leader um people the the islamic world the middle east they're not going to see her as a strong leader um just other countries around the world in general are not going to see her as a strong leader she's not going to be a strong leader women are too too emotional they're too compassionate uh, they don't have the the drive, um, the testro- testosterone driven um, aggression that people need. They, aggression isn't just violence; it just it isn't just getting in people's faces. It's the ability to be assertive, and not assertive in a bitchy, whiny sort of way, but a, but assertive in a in a you know masculine, dominant, um, strong way so women just don't make good leaders when it comes to uh most things to be honest and, th- and that's just reality uh, i'm sorry for the people that are going to be insulted or upset about that and you're welcome to leave a comment and and uh you know tell me to go fuck myself but uh or you know preferably a nicer nicer criticism but whatever you want to do but the bottom line is, is that we really need a man and and uh, especially as president and in my opinion, Governor.
3: The going gets tough. Anytime people come down, she caves. When you need someone standing and fight for you, don't look for Nikki Haley. You won't be able to find her if you had a search warrant.
1: Thank you, Governor. Governor Haley.
4: Look, I think I dealt with Russia, China, Iran, North Korea every day. No one ever said I caved. I defended America and I fought for America. <sighs> But I'll also say this. This is not a time where you have to have pettiness. He's getting more I claps. Wish Donald Trump was up here on this stage. He's the one that I'm running against. He's the one that I wish would be here. He needs to be defending his record. Right now, he's not defending the fact that he allowed us to have $8 trillion in debt over four years that our kids are never going to forgive us for. The fact that he didn't deal with China when it came to stealing intellectual property. The fact that they gave us COVID. The fact that they've gone and continued to put up Chinese police stations and continue to threaten our military. He didn't do enough to make sure that we were really standing with our friends and doing some other things. What we need is a leader that's not looking at four years and eight years. We need a president that's looking at 20 and 30 years. Because I want my Kids to have a good future. I want them to have one without debt, one where they can read, one with secure borders, one where we have law and order, and one where America is strong.
2: Well, thank you.
3: Off with all due respect, you know, for her to, to single out Donald Trump on China, and look, I think he could have been tougher on him 100%. When Nikki Haley was governor of South Carolina, she was the number one governor in America for Republicans of bringing China into her state. She wrote a love letter to the ambassador saying that they were a great friend. She's on video saying China's a friend. Uh, She had a a business, five Chinese business, five miles from a military base. There's a video of her on the website right in front of a Chinese flag saying that she works for them now. So that was her number one achievement as governor was bringing China into the state of South Carolina. So you say you're going to look 10, 20, 30 years down the road? Why wasn't she doing that then when people were raising the red flags about it? In Florida, I banned China from buying Governor, land in our state Governor and we DeSantis. kicked them out of our university. That's,
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. She's bought by big business, whether it's American big business or Chinese big business or any other business. And I just simply wouldn't vote for her. I mean, I'll vote for her if she's the Republican nominee. But of course, she doesn't have a chance in hell. It's going to be, uh, it's either going to be Trump or, you know, there's a very, very outside chance it'll be DeSantis, but it won't be Nikki Haley.
2: We're going to talk about China in a little bit. I want to talk about the economy, which according to a recent Des Moines Register poll, shows that the economy is the top issue for caucus goers here. So Governor Haley, the rate of inflation is down. Prices, though, are still high.
0: I don't think that all, all the different states, by the way, should have different methods of, of voting in a, in a presidential election. It's a federal election. It, there should be federal standards for, for the, across the board for all 50 states in voting. It's not a state election. It's a federal election.
2: Americans are struggling to afford food, cars, and housing. What is... The single most important policy that you would implement as president to make the essentials in Americans lives more important.
4: I think we have to acknowledge that Republicans and Democrats have both done this. I mean the fact that they've done all of this wasteful spending, they did a 2.2 trillion dollar COVID stimulus bill that expanded welfare that's now left us with 80 million Americans on Medicaid, 42 million Americans on food stamps. That's a third of our country. What I will do is I think it's time we have an accountant in the White House. We have to have someone that respects taxpayer dollars and we'll start by Clawing back a hundred billion dollars of unspent COVID dollars that are still out there, we'll go and instead of eighty-seven thousand IRS agents going after Middle America, we'll go after the hundreds of billions of dollars of COVID fraud. One out of every seven dollars. If eight percent of our budget is interest, quit borrowing. Cut up the credit cards. I had to balance a budget as governor. You have to balance a budget every day. Why is Congress the only group that refuses to balance a budget? We'll stop the spending. We'll stop the borrowing. We'll eliminate the pet projects and the earmarks. And I'll veto any spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre COVID levels. And then we want to make sure that we allow the middle class to breathe. We're going to eliminate the federal gas and diesel tax in this country and cut taxes on the middle class and simplify those brackets. And then we want to make the small business tax cuts permanent. They made corporate tax cuts permanent, but they made small business tax cuts temporary. Small businesses are the heartbeat of America. We need to prove it by making those tax cuts permanent.
0: Okay, that sounds good, but again, you're wrapped up in big business, so it sounds good to say, but are you going to put your money where your mouth is?
2: You make those essentials more affordable for Americans?
3: Well, I disagree with uh, Ambassador Haley. We don't need an accountant in the White House. We need a leader in the White House. And that's what I would bring. I've spoken with Iowans, I'm visiting all 99 counties, uh, and also folks all across this country. The American dream is slipping away. People are working hard. They're getting the most out of their god-given ability they're doing everything right and they're falling further and further behind It's true. trying to afford a new home today your monthly mortgage payment would probably be twice as much as what it would have been if you were starting out uh, five years ago uh we have to make the economy work for those folks uh yes we're i'm going to battle the spending in florida uh you look you know we have the national debt clock going up to 34 trillion i see it if you did a debt clock for the state of florida it would be counting down, because we've paid down 25% of our state debt just wow. since I've been governor. We're gonna open up all energy for production, because that will be deflationary. You know, Nikki Haley, when she was governor, she promised she would never do the gas tax. Then she tried to raise the gas tax on hardworking South Carolinians. Here's the thing, we need to fly a
0: flag of bold colors, uh, carrying
3: the banner of putting the American people first. Not agree. the pale pastels of the warmed-over <clears throat> corporatism
0: of people like Nikki Haley.
2: Governor Haley, I want to bring you in, but because Governor DeSantis mentioned the gas tax, you do want to eliminate the federal gas tax, and that tax generated approximately forty billion dollars in 2022 and helps pay for road construction and repair. So, how would you fix America's roads and bridges if you take that money away?
4: Well, first of all, bless his heart, DeSantisLies.com. We have never raised a tax. I've to. never raised a tax at tried.
2: all. I can tell you're you, right? Governor DeSantis, she has the floor.
4: <laughs> so I can tell you that we killed the gas tax multiple times.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you, she killed the gas tax several times. When he says she tried to, and you're on video, she doesn't respond, she doesn't give a direct response which means she did try to she just failed she tried to raise the gas tax she just didn't she just didn't succeed uh, you know it's like saying well i tried to kill the guy but i didn't actually kill him no i really i tried but i didn't i didn't kill him um yeah but you tried <laughs> you you would have if you could have and that's the whole point
4: What we said is if you want to raise the gas tax, you have to reduce the income tax by five times that amount. They didn't want to do it. We've killed taxes every step of the way. But if he's going to talk about his economy, I think what we should say is why does Florida have the highest property insurance in the country why is it that it is named the american hotspot for inflation why is it that his state is now known to have the highest cost of living increases and why is it that they're saying senior citizens can no longer afford to live in florida so that's the first thing i'll say we don't need him doing that to our country when it comes to the gas tax when we eliminate that federal tax the money is collected in the states, and they send it to the feds. The feds attach a lot of strings to it and send it back. Seventy-five percent comes from the state, twenty-five percent comes from the federal government. What they do when they add those strings is they pay for a lot of things that aren't roads, green spaces, for sidewalks, all of those things. But they attach
0: strings. I want that money we don't to be in the
4: states. I want the states to be able to decide how to spend it. I don't want Washington bureaucrats deciding. I what think we need, we need sidewalks for scenery and green spaces. All those. Other- other things, I want every state, including the state of Iowa, to make the decisions on how they spend their road spending instead of the federal government.
3: Governor DeSantis, you were. Well, to... I mean, there may be some validity kind to of that. Admitted but... that she did try to raise the gas tax, and she's on video saying this. I know she'll say it. She never said it, but she. You snipped it. She, she did. You she took did a little piece of that. that. That is she not also, true. She you also. Governor, taxes. Again. She governor, Haley, taxes governor Haley, DeSantis. Governor DeSantis when she was in South Carolina. Uh, That's on the record. And she even proposed uh, a tax on groceries at one point. But I'm just thinking, have you seen your grocery bill lately? That's one of the things that's hitting working people the most, that groceries are going up probably twice as much what you do. But I also think it's important that we lift people up. So in
0: Florida, we eliminated all sales tax on every baby item. Diapers, there you go.
3: Wife, strollers, we want families to be able to prosper in this country. One of the things that's causing so much problem is the breakdown and the American family. Uh, we've done a lot in Florida to be able to rejuvenate that, but we need to make it easier for people to raise children in this country uh, so that we can have strong families in a strong wow. country. Good, Governor
0: good, DeSantis, good speech.
2: at the town hall last week, you said you support a flat tax, which is a single income tax rate for every American. Under your plan, would working families pay the same tax rate as billionaires?
3: I would only do it if people are better off than they are now. I mean, I want people paying less taxes. Actually, if you think the last year we have numbers for, the federal government took in the highest percentage of taxes from the economy since World War II, and yet... They're going deep into debt. We have a spending problem in this country. It's not a tax problem in this country. And if you had something that was simple and transparent, uh, not only would that be better for economic growth, it's also better to end the weaponization of government. The IRS has been weaponized against conservatives going back to the Obama administration. I was there for that. No one's been held accountable for doing that. You look at the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Department of Justice, the weaponization of federal power ends the day I become the president of the United States, there's going to be a new sheriff in town. We're going to restore the constitutional accountability that our founding fathers envision when they when they formatted the Constitution. And, you know, I've talked to folks um, who uh, have overbearing federal agencies. I mean, you have farmers who have the EPA coming on their farmland because there's maybe a puddle there. Waters of the United States. Give me a break. So we're going to reduce the size of government. But we're also going to reduce the scope of government. And in Florida, I've actually like heard of plans. Up. Florida has the lowest
0: percentage of state government workers per capita in the country, and the cost of our state government employees is the lowest in the country. No wonder wow. why we're paying down
3: debt while we're cutting taxes for people. That's the way you do it. Wow.
0: Governor
2: wow. fifteen-second point of clarification. The question was whether or not working families would pay the same amount. They would pay They would pay less than
3: what they're paying now. The way I view it is, okay, and, I, and we, you'd exempt people, so you would pay no tax for, 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 for working-class people. It would only be as you get above, because I think the first 40, 50 grand, that's just to subsist. And even some places, you can't even do that. So you would have no tax up to a certain point and then it would just be a single rate. So if somebody Thank makes $100,000, they pay a certain amount. If someone makes $200,000, they pay they you, make twice DeSantis. as much and they pay
2: twice as much. Governor Haley, I mean, first
4: of all, you just can't trust what he says. I mean, that's the biggest thing. We don't have a grocery tax in South Carolina, and I never once raised taxes, period. But what I will tell you is it is to call into question, why did he promise he'd never
0: ra- You don't have a grocery tax, but did you suggest it? Did you talk about it or did you try to do it?
4: is the debt limit and he turned around and he raised it and then you want to go and you see one side of what he says early on and then he changes it so here he goes and he says that he is all for energy independence. He wants to get the EPA out of the way. Well, why did he run on the fact that he wanted to ban fracking and ban offshore drilling? Why did he go and author that legislation to eliminate the renewable fuel standard that that matters so much? And why now is he suddenly coming to Iowa and saying, oh, never mind, I don't mean all of that. Why did he call Trump and say that he wanted him to stop drilling nine miles into federal waters why is he now saying this why do you come to the people of iowa and say one thing when you campaigned and on day two of your office you banned fracking you brand offshore drilling you turned around and, and authored and led the charge on banning the renewable you, fuel standards yeah. you've got to stand up for those things you've been, that you been you did.
3: beating that dead horse uh, that, that's that's been defined multiple true, Ron. times it's uh, true we're looking forward to be able to open up energy for production and definitely here in the midwest uh, with biofuels, I'm the only one that checked all the boxes uh, from the.
0: Uh, you know, I, I think she's got a good point as far as him trying to ban fracking and and ban offshore dro- drilling, um, oil drilling. I really think she's got a good point on that one
3: renewable fuel standard because i've actually visited all the not perfect
0: guys. that's for sure I've actually
3: shown up to people's farms i've sat and i've listened to people about what they're going through uh, how their economy is structured and how it's important that we're producing energy here in the united states i never want to go hat in hand like biden has done to venezuela or saudi and begging for energy We're going to be able to open up production. We're going to choose Midland over Moscow. We're going to choose the Marcellus shale over the Mullas. And we're going to choose the Bakken over Beijing. Energy independence isn't even, it's not, it's good for consumers. It's good to reduce inflation. It's one of the best things we can do for our national security. So we'll do that on day one. And we are going to reverse Biden's Green New Deal and the electric vehicle mandates. We'll save the American automobile. Thank you, Governor. This has been
0: one of the... Okay, that sounds good, but again, <laughs> you know I have to be fair. Um, you know, him trying to ban fracking and ban offshore drilling is uh, is definitely not good. It's not a good thing for him. Biggest years
1: for illegal border crossings into the United States last month alone. 225,000 migrants illegally crossed the southern border. Yeah, and whose fault was it? That was Joe overwhelming Biden's fault. The border patrol resources that are already stretched thin. Mayors across the country say their cities are being pushed to a breaking point. Yeah. Governor DeSantis, former President Trump famously promised to build a wall on the southern border. He obviously did not get that uh, done. You have
0: promised to finish Yeah, because he, people are trying to stop him.
1: How will you succeed where he failed? We
3: will build the wall. We will actually have Mexico pay for it in the way that I thought Donald Trump was. We're going to charge fees on remittances that workers send to foreign countries. Billions of dollars uh, will build
0: the wall. He also promised deportations.
3: Donald Trump deported fewer people than Barack Obama did when he was president. Biden's led in 8 million people just in four years. They all have to go back. We have to enforce the rule of law in this country. Think about what's happening to our country. Just this week, we saw the news that a high school in Brooklyn, New York, had the kids stay home. They were not able to go to school, told you can't go get an in-person education. Why? Because they're common, the city's commandeering the school to house illegal aliens in it. Talk about putting Americans last. You're putting these kids out of an education because you can't control the border. Biden has failed in this endeavor. He has not taken care that the laws of this country be faithfully executed. Do not trust Nikki Haley with illegal immigration. That's like having the fox guard the hen house. She's on tape at the Aspen Institute. She'll say she didn't say it. She was chastising conservatives saying it's disrespectful to illegal aliens to say that they're criminals. They're violating the law. It's disrespectful when people come to this country illegally and impose burdens on our communities and run drugs in this country. That's what's disrespectful. She's weak on immigration. She's bankrolled by people who want open borders. And she said there's Shouldn't be a limit on immigration. You should work with corporate CEOs. Thanks, Governor. That is pale pastels. That Governor, is warm. Thank
0: you so much. Business. So, Governor Haley. Okay. So, before we go to Governor Haley, former Governor Haley. Oh my God. I mean, the the outrageous amount of illegal immigration is one of our biggest problems. It's not our only big problem. We've 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 just got a ton of problems. We're we're a civilization in decline i I really hope that we turn things around before it's too late, but who who the hell knows all of Western civilization is in decline, and how how it's going to get fixed in europe I don't know europe is is far worse off than the United States, so how the hell that's going to get fixed i I truly have no idea, but the illegal- illegal immigration problem is a huge problem, and yes, tax the hell out of uh tax the hell out of people sent, trying to send money back to Mexico. Tax the hell out of them, and uh, pay for the wall that way.
1: Governor DeSantis and also Donald Trump uh, are attacking you for that comment in 2015 in which you said undocumented immigrants should not be called, quote, criminals. At the time, the full context is you said, quote, we don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here, unquote. Do you still feel
0: that way? No, they're all all criminals because they're committing crimes. I, I don't care what... Their reason is if you're committing a crime, you're committing a crime. If you commit a crime, you're a criminal. Uh, I'm sorry that their countries are, as Donald Trump said, shithole countries, but they are. And the fact is, is that they shouldn't be able to come in here illegally. They, you know, just like you can't rob my house just because you have this, because you live in a shitty area and haven't done well in life. You can't come into my country illegally just because you live in a shitty country and and, and haven't done well in life that's that's not that's not a valid excuse
4: i saw them when i was at the united nations i saw them that doesn't mean we should let them into our country i mean first of all i will tell you that when i was governor of south carolina we passed the toughest illegal immigration law in the country obama sued us over it and we won we fought obama on illegal immigration, we fought Obama on migrant kids. We fought Obama on Syrian refugees. We fought Obama on Guantanamo Bay um, prisoners. I have always said we are a country of laws. The second we stop being a country of laws, we give up everything this country was founded on. But I will tell you, in one, passing, that toughest illegal immigration.
0: Yeah. So, but again, as I said, women are too empathetic. They're too. They're too sympathetic. They're too emotional. That's why she said what she said about not calling oh don't say mean things about the illegal immigrants don't say that they're criminals, well they are criminals there's no other way to look at it I mean I guess there is if you base your you know what you your positions off of emotions and not logic and not reason
4: Law in the country we passed E-Verify which I want to take national which is where businesses have to prove that the people they hire are in this country legally I passed it within six months of being governor Ron didn't pass it for five years. He only waited to pass
0: it. Okay, let me say this: In my opinion, hiring, providing assistance to illegal immigrants—whether you're hiring them, whether you're um, whether you're renting an apartment or a house to them, uh, whether you're selling them or renting them a car—if you're—if any in any way, shape, or form, your business is catering to illegal immigrants just like when it comes to you know if i if i own a house and i rent i rent out that house to um to a a drug den you know drug dealers that are doing drug selling drugs or uh, you know pretty much drug dealers that are using it for, to sell drugs guess what happens I, the, the government can seize my home can seize my property and the same should be for big bu- for any business big business small business it doesn't matter if you rent your property if you do if you do do any business transactions with an illegal immigrant whether it's hiring them whether it's uh you know for employment whether it's renting them a, or selling them a house or anything else you should you should lose that business and i mean completely lose that business whether it's lose the franchise if it's a franchisee, or whatever the case may be, you you rent a house to the to, to illegal immigrant, you lose the house. I, I you get it's you know government forfeiture. I have no problem with that. That will definitely put a put a knot in everybody's tail, and it'll end this bullshit once and for all. Until you hit people in the in the pocket, you're you're not going to get anywhere.
4: When he decided to run for president, what we need to do is also not just mass massive We need to put twenty five thousand border patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. Bullshit. We need to defund sanctuary cities once and for all. No more safe havens for illegal the immigrants. Wall. We need to make sure we go back to the Remain in Mexico policy so that no one even steps foot on U.S.
0: Wait, can't you can't you build the wall and have those uh, have those agents? How much money do we spend on other countries? Couldn't we take just a little bit of that, just a just a slice of that, and uh, build the wall and and uh, increase the agents along the border and let them do their job?
4: soil. And instead of catch and release, we need to go to catch and deport. That's the only way we'll stop the incentives of these illegal immigrants coming across. Biden turned around and gave half a million Venezuelans temporary protective status. That's half a million driver's licenses, half a million social security numbers. All that does is wow. incentivize them to pick up and pick their family she, members. And thank you, Governor, come
3: Governor DeSantis. She did bring when she was governor, she did bring Syrian refugees, and she got criticized for that. That is uh, not she true. She also, in Does her comment, Hold on, 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 talk, on one second, Governor. We'll, that is we'll, not we'll, true. We'll give you your turn in a second, if Governor you get DeSantis. It, it's, it's noted. So, uh, the, the, the disrespect comment, she's talking about that they're all families. If you look right now at the border, these are military-age males, many of them, and they're coming from all across this world, uh, not just from uh, Central America. In fact, you've got them from China, Iran russia the middle east when i was down there a couple years ago because i've sent people down there uh... you had people from libya and haiti this is a ticking time bomb for this country. There are of course gonna be terrorist cells that have come in. It's like the lowest cost way to be able to harm this country. Just send people across the southern border. Uh, Nikki Haley also opposed the border wall in twenty sixteen. She said that she she ridiculed it when Donald Trump was president. I'm telling you, you need a wall. You can't trust politicians to do this. If the wall's there, it's a physical fact of life and it's a huge thing. Thank, step you, Governor story. Yeah, that's Thank first. you, Governor DeSantis. Thank you, Governor Governor Haley
4: go
0: to DeSantisLies.com. dot com yeah go to DeSantisLies.com. dot com we heard you, but he's absolutely right. if you have a physical wall, the wall is there. if you have border guards it, they're at the whim of whatever politician is in charge and unfortunately the democrats the the liberals uh the leftists they're going the you know the uh so called progressives they're going to be in office again one one you know eventually however long it takes, they're going to be back in office. And when that happens, those border guards will not be allowed to do their job. And they'll probably uh, lower the number of border guards. But once the wall's up, there's no way in hell they'd, they would get away with tearing it down. And so that's that's really the way to go, is a, is a wall. It's a permanent structure, and, uh, you know, it's a major deterrent. But it's got to be an actual wall. It can't be some fucking fence.
4: Um, I said you can't just build a wall. You have to do more than build a wall. It was having the wall and everything else. You can't trust
0: what... Wrong- Wait a second. She just said a few seconds ago that a wall doesn't work. That you don't need a wall. She just said that. I just heard her say that. <clears throat> now she's saying in the past that she said that you can't just have a wall. You have to more, you have more than the wall. That's that's not what she just said on stage. Anybody doesn't believe it, play it back
4: saying, but this is a bigger issue. This is more than him just constantly being um, desperate and throwing things on me. This is the fact that we have to realize my parents came here illegally. They came the right way 50 years ago. They put in the time, they put in the price. They are offended by what's happening on the border. And my mom would always say if they don't follow the laws to come into this country, they won't follow the laws when they course, are in this country. Why would they? And we have to start treating this like it is. This is putting <coughs> on our schools, on our hospitals. Taxpayers are paying for it. You see these mayors are now upset about it. The only reason Eric Adams is now upset... Why? He shouldn't be a sanctuary city then. That's why we have to defund sanctuary cities. Now Governor Abbott finally did to them what's been happening to Texas for so long. We've got to put an end to this. It's dangerous Thank and you. it doesn't Thank even you, count Governor. the fentanyl Governor
1: DeSantis.
0: All Republican governors, all Republican governors, not all of them are doing it. Only DeSantis and uh and um oh crap, what's his name? Abbott from Texas those are the only two governors that have shipped as far as i know they're the only two governors that have shipped uh illegal immigrants to um, to re- to sanctuary cities and they need to they need to do that they're, all the republican governors should do that
1: there are more than 10 million undocumented immigrants already living in the united states uh, according to pew research Will any of them be allowed to stay in the United Probably States triple that administration? Number. The number of people that will be amnestied
3: when I'm president is zero. We cannot do an amnesty in this country. Uh, first of all, it's going to do is cause more people to want to come illegally. So you've got to enforce the law. It's got to be consistent. People got to know it's there. You also have to remove benefits uh, for people who are here illegally. You know, exactly. California, you can go illegal alien and you get free health insurance coverage you're here illegally and they're doing that Uh, we should not let states provide these benefits you know in florida obviously we don't do that we don't allow the driver's license and all that but some states do and it creates a magnet for people coming in so federally no benefits no enticements to come in. And then the states, we're going to crack down on sanctuary states and sanctuary cities. And I showed the hypocrisy of all this uh, back in 2022 because we have a program to transport illegal aliens to sanctuary jurisdictions. There you go. And one of the places we sent 50 to, beautiful liberal Martha's Vineyard. And you know what? These are folks that were on their high horse (laughs) saying how they were a sanctuary jurisdiction, saying nobody's illegal, all refugees are welcome. That's what they had in their town. The minute even 50 came up, they called the state of emergency and deported them off the island the yep. next day. How do you think Texas feels? How do you think all these other communities feel that are overwhelming, uh, being overwhelmed? So we cannot have liberal elites in this country imposing policies on the rest of us that they are not willing to deal with the consequences of themselves. Governor Haley, by the... Exactly,
0: exactly. You know, they're, they're all talk, oh, we, we definitely, you know, oh, there's no such thing as being illegal. There's no such thing as an illegal person. Uh, illegal you know oh uh immigrants are welcome here and then 50 go to Martha's Vineyard and, and Martha's Vineyard immediately has them deported off the island and uh, of course uh, the governor or I'm sorry not the governor the mayor of New York uh Eric Adams is constantly whining about all the illegal immigrants well he goes back and forth between whining about them and then uh and then saying uh well the, you know that we'll, we'll we'll make it work uh, how do the how do the the uh, people that live in new york feel about that you you're choosing you're, it's like you have a child that's starving you have a lot of poverty in in new york you have a lot of poor people and it's like choosing poor people outside the uh outside of your house instead of your own children your own children need fed and instead of feeding them you're you're feeding uh you're feeding strangers kids and letting your own ch- kids starve at the same time it's absolutely disgusting and uh it can't be tolerated but it is unfortunately so again this country's in decline western civilization is in decline and we better turn things around or before it's too late if it's not already
1: President, will any of the more than 10 million undocumented immigrants in the U.S. be allowed to stay in the country under your administration? You
4: have to deport them. And the reason you have to deport them is they're cutting the line. You've got people who have done this and tried to go through the right way. You can't have them go and jump the line and suddenly do that. And that is actually what will get them to stop coming, is when they do realize they get to the wall and they have to turn around and go back. It's a dangerous process. No, they get to the wall.
0: You're for the for wall now. Try huh? and
4: migrate here. But when I was at the United Nations and we had this which is another reason why we need to have trump here defending himself and talking about what he would do going in the future because it's a problem i was on the ground in honduras and guatemala and what we saw is a lot of the reason why they were coming from there is because of gangs and drugs and so what we did was we had our military go and train them on how to deal with gangs we went and put drug boats on the water to keep the drugs from coming But we said you have to have them processed from here. You can't have them come. We were able to stop that flow. We've got to go back to do that. But we need to end it once and for all. Donald Trump didn't do that. That's why he needs to be here debating on the stage right now.
2: Governor, thank you. Let's turn to foreign policy. You have.
0: Okay, so the fact is you're going to have. You're going to face the same problems that Donald Trump faced. You're going to have the. You're going to have. You're going to be facing. Congress, you're going to be facing the Senate and, and the House, uh, not cooperating with your policies on the wall, your policies on illegal immigration. You're going to have people undermining you, not just from the Democrats, but unfortunately from the Republicans as well. And so to say that you're going to definitely do this and, the, you know, this is where you're going to take care of it. It sounds good, but it's going to be a lot more difficult of a fight, than, an uphill battle than you think it's going to be.
2: Expressed different visions for how the U.S. should approach the international conflicts. And I want to start with Ukraine. It's been nearly two years since Russia invaded Ukraine, and there is still no end in sight to that war. Governor Haley, you say that this is a, quote, war about freedom that Ukraine must win. Governor DeSantis says, quote, we need to bring this war to an end. Do you believe he shares your commitment to a Ukrainian victory? Nobody knows what
4: he believes, because when President Obama was in office, he supported foreign aid to Ukraine. Now he's copying Trump and trying to act like he doesn't want to support Ukraine. But let me tell you why Ukraine should matter. First of all, I don't think we should give cash to any country, friend or foe, because you can't follow it, you can't hold it accountable. I don't think we need to put troops on the ground, and Ukrainians want to win this themselves. But dictators always say, always do what they say they're going to do. China said they were going to take Hong Kong. They did. Russia said they were gonna invade Ukraine, we watched it. China says Taiwan is next, we better believe them. Russia said once they take Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. Those are NATO countries, and that puts America at war. This is about preventing war. It's always been about preventing war. If we support Ukraine, that's only 3.5% of our defense budget. Biden and no one else is telling the American people the truth about that. The Europeans have put in more than that, and they should. It's their neighborhood. But this is a pro-American, freedom-loving country. And we better remember that you have to be a friend to get a friend and we needed a lot of friends September 12th. We've gotta make sure that we're having the backs of the right friends, because if Russia wins, China wins. There's a reason the Taiwanese want us to help the Ukrainians. And that's because they know if Ukraine wins, China won't invade Taiwan. This is about preventing war. Governor
0: DeSantis. Okay, so I'll give her that one. She made a good point on that one. There will be a domino effect. China is closely watching what we do in Ukraine and if we let ukraine get taken by uh if we let ukraine get taken by russia then russia will be emboldened to go after um the other countries in the area and so we we can't allow that to happen not to mention the fact like as i just said china is watching what happens in the ukraine and you know first he'll the, the putin will get ukraine then he'll go to poland and and who knows what else and China will see this, and they'll say, "Well, I guess we can go ahead and get Taiwan now." And you know, this whole thing—I don't think it should be ambiguous. I—I I, I don't think—I don't think that. Uh, I think it should be straightforward. If you—if you if try to come to—if uh, you uh, invade Taiwan, we will defend Taiwan. I don't think it should be ambiguous to keep them on edge or make them wonder what we're going to do. I think it should be a straight-out statement of fact. And then let the chips fall where they may. But the whole domino effect is a real thing. As far as Ukraine goes, I'm I'm um, I'm conflicted on the Ukraine in general. Uh, to support the, the Ukraine's effort to defeat Vladimir Putin uh, and Russia and bog them down in a, in a never-ending war, that's that's Cold War strategy. I think that's a good strategy. That's what led to the collapse of the Soviet Union. But I'm conflicted about the Ukrainians and their government and their people. I really am. Um, They openly embrace Nazism, the Nazis. They have Nazi uh, parts of their their military that they openly have and, and celebrate. So I'm extremely conflicted about the whole Ukraine situation and the Ukraine in general, but you know, the the long-term strategy, we can't allow, we cannot allow Russia to invade Ukraine, because you know they're not going to stop at Crimea. They're going to take the whole damn country.
3: I supported Trump's policy uh, vis-a-vis Russia, Ukraine, and it was successful. Um, You know, The Biden policy has not been, but Nikki Haley is basically a carbon copy of what Biden is. It's an open-ended commitment. They want another $108 billion. They will not tell you uh, when... uh, They have achieved their goal, uh, and this is going to go on maybe hundreds of billions more into the future. I think a lot of people have died. We need to find a way to end this because our priorities for national security, of course, the border, which we talked about, and people like Nikki Haley care more about Ukraine's border than she does about our own southern border, which is wrong. But we also have to look at what's the top threat to this country. It's the Chinese Communist Party. We are not doing what we need to do to have adequate hard power in the Indo-Pacific. And here's the thing. We don't have enough resources being $35 trillion in debt to continue doing hundreds of billions of dollars. We've got to focus on our issues here at home, and we've got to deal with the top threat that we face, which is China.
4: And then I wonder why you raised the debt when you were in Congress, because we're all paying for that. I, what I will tell you is this is the lie they're telling the American people over and over again. It is so wrong to say this. They're saying you have to choose between Ukraine or Israel, or Israel and, the, and securing the border. Supporting Ukraine is three and a half percent of our budget. I don't want cash going. It's equipment and it's ammunition. If we support Ukraine and Israel, that's only 5% of our defense budget.
3: So you're going to borrow that?
4: If we support Ukraine, Israel, and secure the border, that's less than 20 percent of Biden's green subsidies. You do not have to choose when it comes to national security. This is about keeping Americans safe. This is about preventing. Well, she's war. making this her point. I'll give her our that. Military men and women from having to fight a war, and you only do that when you focus on national security, not telling lies to the American people that they have to choose. That is wrong. That's never been the case.
3: So- <laughs> She doesn't articulate how this comes to an end, except she was asked uh, after the last debate uh, by, I believe, Megan Kelly, and she said, you bring it to an end by bringing Ukraine into NATO. But, of course, we're a NATO country, so if you bring Ukraine into NATO, that puts the United States at war. Megan said that to her, and then she basically gave a word salad uh, as to how you go from there. So they have sent cash. Uh, she supports this 106 billion that they're trying to get through Congress. Where are some of the
0: Okay, yeah, I, I agree with her <clears throat> on sending equipment, ammunition, and and military equipment. I I don't. I think we need to cut the cash off. I think the 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 military equipment and the and the uh, ammunition and all that should continue to flow to the Ukraine, but the the cash needs to stop flowing to the Ukraine. We don't, we need to stop giving them a payday. Um, and and that's a fact
3: they've done tens of billions of dollars to pay salaries for Ukrainian government
0: I sound like that that lunatic Richard Ojeda and that's a fact <laughs> if you know who that is if you don't it's no big deal
3: bureaucrats they've paid pensions for Ukrainian retirees with your tax dollars we've got homeless veterans we have all these problems this is the UN way of thinking that we're somehow globalists and we have unlimited resources to do you know? I think here's the problem. You can take the ambassador out of the United Nations, but you can't take the United Nations out of the ambassador.
0: Ouch. Ouch. That was a good one-liner.
3: First of all, I have never
4: said that we should give salaries or benefits or anything else to Ukrainians. I have said it again, Ron, so stop lying. To but you supported lives. the packages. Santa, She has the floor. So you go... I did not support the aid package. I support equipment and ammunition going to Ukraine. I think it is incredibly important that we're honest and say we have to focus on national security. Don't go and lie to the American people to make them think we can't do this. You turn around and raise the debt limit. You're the one that's talked about look at what you did to Florida, but think about the fact that he's talking about where's this money going to come from? The best way to tell about a candidate is to see how they run their campaign. He has blown through $150 million. I don't even know how you do that. Through his campaign, he has nothing to show for it. He spent more money on private planes than he has on commercials trying to get Iowans to vote for him. If you can't manage a campaign, how are you going to manage a country?
3: I'm proud that in the state of Florida, we're ranked number one for economy of all 50 states by CNBC, number highest one for education. She was ranked number 50 highest, in education when she was governor of California. And governor and she support. wasn't able to do school choice, she didn't deliver big tax cuts. We're also number one for net in migration, number one for GDP growth amongst large states, number one. For talent development, number one, for new business formations, and on and on it goes. Jeez. So the success we've had in Florida, I can cite the statistics, it's important, but just look how people vote are voting with their feet. They're leaving California, they're leaving Illinois, New York, all these states, and they're coming to Florida in record numbers because we're doing it right. And not only have I cut taxes big time, where she didn't, in Governor of South Carolina... We've paid down 25% of our state's debt. That's how you manage uh, the third largest state in this country. Just imagine if we could do that for the United States of
1: America. So thank you. Let's stay on. for wow. I want to turn to the Israel-Hamas war. You both have said that you unequivocally support Israel. You both have called for the complete elimination of Hamas. Governor DeSantis, there are real disagreements.
0: Well, wow, that's excellent. So, they both support Israel and they both support the completely complete em- uh, uh, elimination of Hamas. Now, there's a lot of people that say they support Israel, but they, they don't want Israel to fight to win. They want Israel to <clears throat> give half measures and ceasefires and all this other nonsense, which would allow, and even Biden has talked about ceasefires, that mashed potato brain moron. Uh, I'm sorry, but he's an old man, okay? I'm not picking on old people. I, you know, old people are fine with me. But when you're old enough to where you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you don't your cognitive abilities have, have slipped away. It's, it's you don't need to be running anything, much less the the largest nation, And not the largest nation, the most powerful and influential nation in the world. So, the leader of the free world, you don't need to be the leader of the free world. So um, you know, so I you know I, I I agree I but I'm I'm glad that they said that they want the elimination of Hamas because a lot of people say that they want the war to end they support Israel they want the war to end but they don't want the elimination of Hamas and that's that's just stupidity.
1: It's within Israel. About how to handle what happens in Gaza after the war against Hamas is over, some Israeli cabinet officials are pushing for the mass removal of Palestinians from Gaza. Yes, Governor Haley told CNN last week she does not support that. Do you
0: deport all the, po- deport all the Palestinians from Gaza into the Sinai Peninsula and let the Egyptians take care of them? D- deport all of the all of the uh, Palestinians. From the West Bank over across the river into the into Jordan, and let the Jordanians take care of them. And let that be it. How many? You know, there's plenty of middle. There's 22 Middle Eastern countries, 22 Arabic countries, uh, in the Middle East or Muslim countries in the Middle East. Not all of them are Arabic. Iran's not Arabic; it's uh, Persian. But deport all these people and let other let their own people take care of them. And uh, and consolidate and make the Gaza Strip and the and the West Bank part of Israel. Bring them into the fold.
3: So we got to support Israel in worded, indeed, in public and in private. And they need to be able to finish the job. Joe Biden is kneecapping them. He'll say one thing, then he goes, and his base doesn't like Israel, so he's got to do all these other things. Uh, This is a time to recognize that they suffered. The most deaths of Jews, murder of Jews since the Holocaust. Hamas wants a second Holocaust. They want to annihilate the state of Israel. So I think to be a good ally, uh, you back them in the decisions that they're making with respect to Gaza. Look, there's a lot of pluses and minuses with how you're doing this. But for us to be sitting in, in Washington, second-guessing them, I don't think that's the right way.
0: Deport the Palestinians. <clears throat> Expel them from from the from not just Gaza, but also the West Bank. There's so much problems in in Gaza that people forget about all the problems that come from the West Bank. Uh, Expel them from both areas. Consolidate Israel. Um, So I wish he would go ahead and say that, but I, I seriously doubt that he's going to.
3: We also have a disagreement, uh, Governor Haley and I, and when she was at the UN, she supported the idea of a two state solution between Israel and the Palestinian Arabs. The problem with that is the Palestinian Arabs don't recognize Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state. So doing a two state solution doesn't create something that's going to lead to a lasting peace it creates a stepping stone for Israel's destruction. So under no circumstances as president am I going to pressure Israel uh, to risk their security to do a so-called two-state solution. She was wrong when she embraced that, uh, and we're right to say we trust Israel to make these decisions. They're a good ally of ours. We should trust their judgment on these sensitive issues. Governor DeSantis, 15...
0: Okay, so I completely agree with him on that. Two-state solution is not going to work. You know what's going to work? just what some of the people in the Israeli government said expelling the palestinians from the gaza strip into and i believe from the gaza strip into the sinai peninsula let them be Egypt, egypt's problem um create a secure border right there at the uh, at the where the gaza strip meets um meets the sinai peninsula and then expel the the remaining palestinians out of the west bank um into maybe uh across the river into Jordan and let them let the other twenty two uh the other twenty two Middle Eastern um, Islamic countries take care of the Palestinians. Let them integrate them into their societies. Um because otherwise it's just gonna be nonstop conflict forever. And uh obviously there's nothing that the Palestinians won't do. We, we, as I said before, we keep forgetting all the problems that come out of the West Bank because there's so many problems coming out of the Gaza Strip. But the West Bank has a huge amount of problems of its own. And so expelling them from the area, integrating those areas into um, Israel proper is the way to go.
1: seconds, 15 seconds clarification. Do you support the mass removal of Palestinians from Gaza? So, as president, I am not going to tell them to do that. I think there's
3: a lot of issues with that. But if they make the calculation that to avert a second Holocaust, they need to do that. I think some of these Palestinian Arabs, Saudi Arabia should take some. Egypt should take some. They've never been willing to accept any of these folks in their own
1: neighborhood. Thank you, Governor, Governor Haley.
4: Well, first of all, we need to understand the reason we need to support Israel is Israel's a bright spot in a tough neighborhood. They are the tip of the spear when it comes to defeating terrorism. It has never been that Israel needs America. It has always been that America needs Israel. When I was at the United Nations, I fought every day for Israel. And if you would have listened to what I said at the United Nations, a two-state solution wasn't something that was possible because Israel would always come to the table and the Palestinians wouldn't. But right now, we have to make sure that Israel has the support that it needs. There should be three things. Give Israel whatever it wants to get the job done, two, eliminate Hamas once and for all, and three, do whatever it takes to bring the hostages home. But it's really rich that Rana's going to act like he suddenly cares for Israel when he brought the person to Iowa that's the most anti-Israel Republican in the state, the person that went and voted against Israel's right to exist in Congress, the person that voted with the squad against anti-Semitism on college campuses. Thank you, Governor. And you brought that person you, to, to Iowa to go and... and campaign with
1: Good. you. That's your friend. You she's obviously referring to Congressman Tom Massey from Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's just cheap,
3: cheap garbage. But here's the thing. When, when, that, when the, when the attacks true. happened against Israel, I knew it was going to be a big deal for Florida. We have one of the largest Israeli American populations in the country, and we've been a, a haven for Orthodox Jews in particular since I've been governor. And you know what? Biden wasn't helping Americans... Get out of the war zone. These are people that were stranded. So I did an executive order. We scrambled planes and we rescued over 700 Americans from Israel and brought them back safely to the state of Florida. you got to step up and you got to lead when things like this are happening. We also have gone after the anti-Semitism on our campuses. We did that early in my administration. You didn't see our college presidents doing some of the things that you've seen. I just announced in the State of the State address yesterday or two days ago, That we are going to say, and not just for Jewish students, anyone who's having religious being persecuted or or being marginalized because of their faith in any college around the country, we're going to waive the transfer requirements so that people can come to Florida uh, and be safe. What they are doing to these Jewish students has been
1: reprehensible and and we are not going to let it out. So there are... I'm coming to you. Um, There are growing fears of this war escalating into a broader regional conflict. And Governor Haley, just yesterday, the U.S. Navy shot down 21 missiles and drones fired by Iranian-backed militants in the Red Sea. Iranian-backed militants are now also attacking U.S. and Western interests.
0: So he said the transfer uh, fees, I hope he also includes the double out-of-state tuition. In a lot of cases, if, if if you go to another state to go to school, you pay double the tuition that that other state pays. If you are a student from another country, you can you pay as high as triple tuition. So I hope he means that as well. I hope that was part of what he was talking about. In
1: Syria and Iraq, uh, your fellow South Carolinian Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is calling for The u.s. to conduct retaliatory strikes inside iran would you order strikes inside iran
4: well first of all notice ron didn't say anything about the fact that he did bring that most anti-israel republican into this state um, to campaign he also hasn't told you that the only republican jewish state legislator left his campaign because he wasn't dealing with the neo-Nazi marches and wasn't dealing with anti-Semitism properly. When it comes to Iran, what we have to understand, there would be no Hamas without Iran. There would not be Houthis without Iran. There wouldn't be Hezbollah without Iran. And when you look at the strikes that are happening in Iraq and Syria, that is because of Iran. They're pulling the puppet strings. What we need to do is the idea...
0: I completely agree. Now, I hope she's going to say yes, do airstrikes inside Iran, because I would like to see that, actually. I'd like to see any chances of them developing nuclear weapons like completely eliminated. Um, they wouldn't have the technology to get the nuclear weapons to us, but they could really affect Europe, they could affect the rest of the Middle East, and they could definitely affect Israel. And they're insane enough to do it. So anytime you watch videos out of Iran, you see um, thousands of people in unison screaming death to America. Over and over and over again in a chant with the with whatever fanatical leader is leading the chant, you know that's a country that we can't we can't deal we can't tolerate period in any way shape or form. Now I don't think she's going to say that, but I think she's going to dance around it. But hopefully she says yes.
4: We've had over 130 strikes on our men and women in Iraq and Syria is unconscionable. We're supposed to have their backs. And Biden has been slow. He's been hiding in a corner and he hasn't dealt with it. We need to go and take out every bit of the production that they have that's allowing them to do those strikes. It's hugely important that we do that. And you can't do that if you have a secretary of defense that is in ICU and the president doesn't even know about it. What bothers me is how does Biden not talk to his secretary of defense every single day, knowing? that we have a war in right. europe a war in the middle east that we have our american military with strikes going on them we've got brain injuries my husband is deployed right now as a military spouse the idea that the secretary of defense would not even be in contact with the president much less in contact with his staff is
1: unforgivable Governor DeSantis.
0: i completely agree with that i mean what the hell all the all the conflicts around the world and all the things we're dealing with and he, the the uh, secretary of defense is in the ICU, and the president he's not in contact with the president. In fact, the president has no idea, according to the president, and I don't, I believe that actually. And he's he's not in contact with his staff. I'm sure his staff knew, but it was, it was, he's not in contact with his staff. With uh, the secretary of defense is not in contact with his own staff, and so that's a major major problem. This is uh, this is, you know, this is. Uh, the Deep State, which is just people that 's worked for the inside the government for a very long time in key positions behind the scenes, the deep state is is, is pulling the puppet strings, and uh, Joe Biden is the puppet unfortunately
3: after the attacks against Israel. Anyone with half a brain knows Iran is behind this. They fund Hamas. They fund Hezbollah. Uh, we did a special session in the legislature down in Florida. We expanded sanctions against Iran. If we were our own country, we'd be the 14th largest economy in the world. The root of this is Biden came into office and he relaxed the sanctions on Iran. They've had massive amounts of money flooding into their country, just like under the Obama administration. They take that money And they use it to fund jihad around the world. Uh, I'm the only one running for president that served uh, in the armed forces. I deployed uh, to Iraq back in 2007, 2008. Uh, So I understand what what our military goes through. I would never put our troops in harm's way like Biden is doing in the Middle East. Without defending them with everything they got, if you harm a, a hair on the head of one of our service members, you are going to be have hell to pay. He's leaving them out to dry, and I think it's disgraceful for a commander in chief to do. It. You, I agree,
0: I hundred percent agree. Republican
1: presidential debate live from Des Moines, Iowa. will be right back after this.
0: Go to see. No, we're not going to do that. We are not going to listen to the commercials. I 100% agree with him and of course Biden is a weak president and that's cuz he's weak-minded although I'm not sure he would have been a strong president no matter what 90s Biden might have been of course 90s Biden was a quite the liar so I don't know political team in their business the 2024 Iowa caucuses coverage starts Monday at 4 only on CNN Wait until Friday, oh. yes, and I can make I thought, it to any gig, any verse I thought we were done with the commercials, but apparently not.
2: Oh, here we go. ...in the Republican Party right now, and that is, what is the role of government? And should it use its power to go after businesses and private entities that take actions that don't align with conservative values. Governor DeSantis, you used your powers in Florida to take on Disney after the company criticized an education bill that you signed into law. How does that square with the traditional conservative view that small, limited government is best?
3: The proper role of government, if it means anything, it's to protect our kids. And I've stood for the innocence of our kids. It is wrong to sexualize the curriculum. It's wrong. And my my wife exactly. got a first grader, a kindergartner, and a preschooler. This is something that's important to us personally. It's wrong to tell a kindergartner like Disney wanted to do uh, that you can change your gender or tell a third grader that you're born in the wrong body. So I stood up against, yeah, the media didn't like it, the left didn't like it, and Disney didn't like it. And they're the 800 pound gorilla in the state of Florida. Uh, most people, most corporate Republicans would have caved. I stood and I fought for the kids. Uh, we took on Disney and we defeated that and we won that fight and our kids are better off now Nikki Haley sided with Disney she uh, invited them to South Carolina uh, even though they were involved in transing kids Uh, that is not what we need to do but I think that's similar she is representative of this corporatist element uh, of the party for example she supported 900 million dollars in subsidies to Boeing when she was in South Carolina and then when she got out of office she took a seat on their board and she made millions of dollars Then she gave speeches, paid speeches to a lot of Wall Street interests, uh, didn't publish what she said. We don't know what she promised them. uh, And she made millions of dollars doing that. Now they're the ones that are funding her campaign. So we need to stand up for the people uh, and not bow down to woke corporations. And we know Nikki Haley will cave to the woke mob every single time.
0: Before we go to her response, that's excellent. He did stand up to Disney. He does take. He does stand up for the kids. He is anti-sexualization of children, which is very popular among the Democrats, and uh, among among the the left in general. Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Republicans, not conservatives, but a lot of Republicans that will go along with this whole transgender bullshit and not help protect the kids um, in order to get votes. In order to, to you know to uh, um, ride the fence and stay on both sides. It's, you know, stay mostly on the right, but you know, have have their have their foot in the in the have one leg in the left, so that they can uh, they can you know jockey positions and hem and haw and, and spin doctor what they say. So it's it's sad but true. I respect uh, Ron DeSantis a lot, and Disney can go fuck themselves. I've lost all respect for them a long time ago.
4: Government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. And what we don't need is government politicizing anything. The first thing I'll say is... Again, com because I have never said anything related to the transgender stuff he says. I have always fought to protect kids. I have always said sure. that boys need to go into boys' bathrooms, girls need to go into girls' bathrooms, that we shouldn't have any gender transitions before the age of 18, just like we don't have tattoos before the age of 18, we shouldn't have gender transformation or puberty blockers. But I will tell you that it's really interesting that Ron talks about this Disney, because... Disney has been woke for a long time. They were against the immigration situation that Trump was doing. They were against the Paris Climate Agreement when I did it. They were against the pro-life bill in Georgia. Ron didn't have any problem with that. As a matter of fact, he gave them the largest corporate subsidies in Florida history. He had a tech That's exemptions false. that he gave,
2: didn't give any...
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that I heard what she said during the last debate. Now, I'd have to go back and actually listen, but she's she's been... You know, said a lot of pro-transgender stuff. And he, Ron, nobody's fought against the whole transgender bullshit like in, Ron DeSantis, and that's a fact. That's just a flat-out fact. She can say whatever she wants to say. She can twist things. She can say, keep saying her stupid little website, Ron DeSantis Lies, or whatever the hell it's called. But she's full of shit on this one.
4: Tech is them to anybody but Disney. Yet when they went and criticized him, he got thin skinned and suddenly started to fight back. We don't need government fighting against our private industries. we are not woke in South Carolina. I will
0: Okay, I'm sorry. What were the uh what were they criticizing him about? They were criticizing him about not not uh, uh promoting the transgender agenda. That's what they were criticizing him about. You left that part out
4: invite businesses to come to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you don't do is government doesn't bully our businesses. And that can't happen. And Ron is determined anybody that thank offends him, he goes so, after them. And thank you governor.
3: The just said, She just said she's always fought to protect kids. But when she was governor of South Carolina, they had a bill to protect girls from men going into the bathroom. She killed it, and she's bragged about it for years that that happened. She for didn't years. stand up and fight the kids. She caved to the Chamber of Commerce and the Corporation. She said she's against the surgeries for minors. That wasn't what she said this summer. She, was, she was asked about com. it. It's a okay, here we video. go and she said the law should stay out of it I, I criticized her in the last debate she took a lot of heat so then she's flipped and said that there now should be the law involved she said she supports a federal law I'm glad she's come to the right thing but here's the deal it goes back to that young kid in the town hall that she had where he said Nikki Haley you are the new John Kerry you're for it before you are against it oh damn It's a
4: shame that we had to put up DeSantisLies.com. Honestly, if he would spend as much time trying to prove why he thinks he would be a good president, he would be doing a lot better in the polls. The reason that he spent and blew through 150 million dollars and gone down in the polls is because he spent more time trying to lie about me than he is about telling the truth about himself. I so have you didn't never been. Bill. I have never said. That we should have any gender operations or surgeries. The You're lying about that. Haley has When the
1: floor. it
4: comes to the bathroom bill.
0: I... Okay, well, let's hear about that before I, before I comment.
4: I will say, first of all, that was 10 years ago. We had a handful of kids that may have had that issue. And what I made very clear at that time in the state is girls go into girls' bathrooms, boys go into boys' bathrooms. and
0: Okay, listen. You killed the bathroom bill, you lying bitch. I don't care if it was 10 years ago or not you you you're twisting you're, you're you're spinning you're being a spin doctor you're twisting things i'm sure you've been coached on this but the fact is you did kill the bathroom bill so stop lying
4: there are any other exceptions they use a private bathroom i have fought for women's sports and making sure that biological boys are not women's sports and i'll continue to do that i have always said we have to raise strong girls strong girls become strong women strong women become strong leaders none of that happens if we have thank
1: you governor governor haley according to the u.s department of education in 2017 the year you left office south carolina schools ranked in the bottom 10 nationwide in both reading and math scores, given that why should voters concerned about K-12 education support you rather than other Republicans?
4: Because I think what we did was we knew that there was an issue. We knew in South Carolina if a child couldn't read by third grade, they were four times less likely to graduate high school. So what we did is we started holding kids back instead of pushing them forward. We brought in their parents. We did reading remediation, and we set them up for success. We've got to do that all over our country. We only had 31% of eighth graders in our country are proficient in reading 27 percent of eighth graders are proficient in math if we don't do something we're going to be in a world of hurt 10 years from now that's why i want to take as many federal programs from dc as we can and send them down to the state level think education we can move a lot of k through 12 programs down to the state level Reduce the strings that are attached, and that way states can handle it themselves. People in Iowa know best what types of education they need. Secondly, parents should decide what types of education their children get, what mode of education and we should have comp-
0: yeah parents get thrown in jail when they go to city hall and and uh, or go to i 'm sorry go to city hall, go to a uh school board meeting and read out the the filth coming out of the books of uh of that are in the libraries of elementary schools.
4: Transparency in the classroom. No parent should ever wonder what's being said or taught to their child in the classroom. That's why we'll have all of the curriculums online for every parent to see. And we need to start putting vocational classes back in our high schools. Let's teach our kids how to do things. We did that in South Carolina. We had apprenticeships. We taught our kids how to build the things we're making. When we start putting education back in the states and away from D.C., that's when we'll start to see that we're going back to the basics. We're doing what parents want, and we're doing what the industry in that you, Governor. state needs.
1: Governor DeSantis, you have supported limits on what subjects can be taught and how, including American history. In Florida schools, you've also made it easier to remove books from public school libraries. You Good. say you want to, quote, make America Florida. Do you want to implement those Florida school policies nationwide?
0: I, I hope he says yes, because when they talk about taking books out of schools, they're talking about basically, basically porno- pornography. Um, and when he when they talk about curriculum that he, he disapproves of, they're talking about uh, critical race theory which is, is a disgusting, racist um, program implemented to you know out of bigotry.
3: Get to that in a sec. So uh, Nikki Haley said she wants parents to decide on the education. She campaigned for governor saying she was going to do school choice, to be able to give private scholarships, particularly to low-income families. And she was governor and never did it. She caved to the teachers' union. I delivered the biggest school choice expansion in the history of the United he States. Did. We beat the teachers union. We've even done paycheck protection so that school unions, so that teachers aren't forced to do dues. And now they're choosing other things. So we've done it right in Florida. And the results speak for themselves. Uh, We have one of the top performing fourth grade reading and math in the country. And if you just took our charter school population, 365,000 kids, disproportionately low income, racial, ethnic minorities, if they were their own state, they'd be in the top five in performance. Everyone wow. can succeed, but you got to have a leader who's going to fight the teachers' unions and is going to deliver school choice. Governor Kim Reynolds did that here in Iowa, who's endorsed me. Nikki Haley did
0: not. Ouch. He, he just named the governor of the state of Iowa, which is where they're having the debate uh, before the Iowa caucuses. So he's, he's slaughtering her. He's absolutely slaughtering her in this debate, I think. I think you you can you can tell me in comments or not what you think. But I, I think that Ron DeSantis is is hitting, uh Haley her ass. <laughs>
3: and if you can't do it in the reddest state in the country of South Carolina, how are you going to be able to succeed in Washington, D.C.? Now, in terms of what we've done, we believe in empowering parents. And there are certain standards about what's age and developmentally appropriate. It's wrong to have pornographic
0: materials exactly. in fourth or fifth grade.
3: And you know what's happened? They'll go to school board meetings all around the country. They'll start reading it. And they say, oh, no, no, it's too graphic. You can't read it here. You can't put it on the six o'clock news. Well, if you can't, if it's not appropriate in a school board meeting and you can't put on the six o'clock news, why are you jamming it down the Governor. throats of a fourth grader?
0: Exactly. Why are you jamming it down the thro- throats of a fourth and fifth grader when it's too graphic for adults to hear? And it's too graphic for it to be on the six o'clock news. come on, man, and they're dragging parents out of the uh, out of the school board meetings. Um, the point of clarification. They've been calling parents that do the that make those kind of complaints to school board meetings um, domestic terrorists, they're domestic terrorists because they don't want pornography in their schools.
1: Do you want to implement Florida's education policies nationwide? It depends on the policy school choice, universal,
3: yes. I don't want a nationalized curriculum. I think that that's a bottom-up thing. I want to get rid of the Federal Department of Education, get that weight off the backs of the state and local government. But we are going to do nationwide scholarships through the tax, uh,
1: corporate you, tax credits, and that's going Thank to bail governor. out a lot of poor Thank kids you. throughout this country. Thank governor Haley.
0: Wow.
4: You know, we, I have fought for school choice. my entire career because I think parents know their children best and I think we should always do that. That's why we passed charter school legislation in our state. That's why we empowered homeschoolers in our state. That's why we changed the funding formula so we lifted up challenged areas without bringing down the wealthy areas. We wanted school choice. I had a Republican legislature that wouldn't do it but we pushed hard to get that done. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it across the country, but what we have to do is we have to make it state-centric. We've got to get these programs down to the state level. We've got to let the focus be on teachers. Teachers right now have to be the guidance counselors, the pastors, the nurses, and everything in between, and oh, by the way, they have to teach to a test. That's not what teachers want. Teachers want to do what they were taught to do, and that means math, science, reading, history, English, arts.
0: That is that really all they want to do? Because I'm seeing a hell of a lot of videos and a lot of a lot of news stories about teachers that want to focus on DEI and critical race theory. They want to focus on trans things like transgender, uh, gender identity, and and uh, critical race theory and homosexuality, bisexuality, all the different different. Uh, all the all the, <laughs> the myriad of crazy sexuality groups and gender groups. Uh, that's what I've seen. Uh, I'm not saying that's even the majority of the teachers. I'm sure it's probably not, but it's a hell of a lot more than there should be. And that's a problem. And those people should need to lose their jobs and their teaching license. <laughs>
4: Schools can't be all things to all kids. They need to let the parents parent. They need to let teachers teach. And we need to go back to the Thank basics you. in education so we get Thank our you. kids Thank you. I want to move on? on. That
3: wound salad is the problem. Governor DeSantis? She says she's always supported school choice, and she failed to deliver. She blames other people. Leadership is about getting things done. Stop making excuses. It- exactly
4: is leadership's about getting things done how did you blow through 150 million dollars oh, in your campaign and you were down in the polls? So here here's our so, so, manager no, Now I'm going to say I think it's very instructive no, about when he's the economy really
3: sees the world she I think I had the floor Governor 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 DeSantis like like Governor, important Governor DeSantis Governor kids Haley, Haley has the floor What is more important here She's saying somehow DeSantis, that that's it's Governor Haley's
2: it's
4: Governor Haley's time go ahead I think I hit a nerve um, what I will tell you is, look, if you can't manage a campaign, it's been a revolving door of political people in and out of his campaign. You've heard of campaign people going to blows with each other because they can't all agree. $150 million, and he spent more on private planes than commercials? I flew, I flew commercial. I stayed in residence inns. We went and saved our money. We made sure we spent it right because you have to understand it's not your money. It's other people's money, and you have to know how to handle it. It. If he can't handle well, your the financial parts of a money. campaign, the, the, how's he going to handle the economy when it comes to the White House? And he goes and he's demeaning, he has been demeaning me over and over again. Telling lies, to lies because he thinks <laughs> it makes keeps him saying look that over bitter. and over But in and the over one again. basic thing, you've campaigned for president one state, you're invisible in New Hampshire, you're invisible in South Carolina, you're in fifth place, you've only you've got hundred and fifty million dollars and you've gone down in the polls in Iowa. Why should we think you can manage or do anything in this country?
2: <laughs>
3: This is a great window into the leadership because she's focused on a lot of political uh, process stuff, things that no voter cares about, and she couldn't tell you why she failed to deliver school choice exactly. to people in her state after she promised it. So she says somehow that is the indicative of... No, leadership is about producing results. We've produced the results in Florida. We did universal school choice. We've cut taxes. We've banned St. cities. On and on down the line, everything I promised I delivered, she doesn't have... A rationale for why she couldn't get it done that is poor leadership right. you look at I me agree. everything i promised i would do i've delivered and you can expect nothing less when i'm the president of the united We're states
0: gonna- i believe it
4: So you want to talk about leadership, and he wants to go and demean and put down. Let me tell
0: you what leadership is.
4: Leadership is the fact that I went into South Carolina that had 11% unemployment rate. Leadership is the fact that we turned it into an economic powerhouse, building planes, building cars, building tires. We were named the beasts of the Southeast. We moved the 11% unemployment down to 4%. We announced jobs in every county in the state. We moved 35,000 um, people on welfare to work We changed our prison system To where we now have the lowest recidivism rate In the country We passed voter ID We passed tort reform We did pension reform We paid down our debt We cut taxes We made sure that people were proud again We did e-verify in the first six months Not five years like Ron So don't go and pick on school choice And say that that's leadership When I got to the U.S., uh, We got choices a dollars is leadership, dollars off the top And we took the kick me sound off of our backs And America was
2: respected again at the U.S.
0: School choice is definitely leadership. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. ...governors that
2: both of you have made central to your campaigns and that is China. Governor Haley, American farmers were hurt by former President Trump's trade war with China. As a result, his administration paid out $28 billion in subsidies to farmers. You have vowed to be even tougher than Donald Trump on China. If your trade policies also end up hurting America's farmers, are you prepared to to check just like
4: he did well that's why trump should be here on this debate stage he should have to defend it so first of all i've said china is our number one national security threat i fought them every single day at the united nations i know
0: except for when you brought big business from china into your state and you said in a commercial i work for them now besides that
4: that they're capable of. The first thing we have to do is we have to make sure we stop selling them any land and we take back the land they already purchased. We need to go to our universities and we say you either take Chinese money or you take American money, but the days of taking both are over. We need to stop all of the technologies that are going to China. Biden approved 70 percent of them. Trump approved even more than that. We have to tell them we're going to end all normal trade relations with them until they stop murdering Americans with fentanyl. And we need to make sure we build up our military. But the biggest thing, I was very attached to China in terms of trade. And the one thing we'll do is we won't wait for the China to pull the rug out from oh, under us. Oh, she's going to get her ass kicked what here in we'll a second. What we'll do is instead we will move that trade to where we have friends. We will go and build partnerships: India, Japan, South Korea, Philippines, Australia.
2: All this sounds good, but
4: we will go what and about move the past? that trade over. Right now, what about you your can past? ask our farmers when they go and they buy from China. China orders. Cancels the order, then goes and tries to buy it cheap. That's what China does. The, our farmers deserve better than that. We will get them trade deals. When I was governor in South Carolina, we sold and we exported everything we were making in South Carolina. When I'm, You're
0: not going to be able to argue this against DeSantis. This is a huge mistake. He's going to come back. He's going to remind us of all the things he's already reminded us about when it comes to you and business with China. And he's going to talk about how he refused to let China buy property in Florida. And you're not going to have anything to say. And that's a fact. The problem with China, really, the main problem with China, to be honest, is the fact that it's impossible for us to beat slave labor. They've got almost, you know, like a billion and a half people. I don't remember the exact number, but they've got like a billion and a half people or so in China. They've got tons of tons and tons of cheap labor that's to the point of being almost slave labor. And you can't beat slave labor. You just can't do it. The only thing we can do that she's right about is we need to switch uh, where we get our labor from, from China, to uh, where we get our cheap products and all that from China to places like India. Otherwise, this just isn't going to work. We have to have some cheap place to build our products, that's a fact, and uh, one of our our greatest enemy right now, greatest rival, uh, shouldn't be the place we do that business with because it puts us at uh, at their mercy.
4: President, we will sell and export everything that's being made in Iowa to those that are our friends, not our enemies. Thank you. Governor
3: DeSantis. The way you deal with China is threefold. One, we need more hard power in the Indo-Pacific. I'm a Navy guy. We need more sea power. We're going to build that up. And we're going to have a strategy to deny their ability to invade Taiwan or to get beyond the first island chain. There we uh, go. On the current course, they're going to take advantage of Biden, and we're going to rue the day when that happens. Second, we've got to decouple our economy, particularly things that are nationally uh, it, significant to our national survival. And you've got to be methodical, strategic about it. There's a lot of moving parts there, but we're going to do that. Uh, you know, Nikki Haley's not going to be able to do that because a lot of her supporters make a lot of money in China. And so she's going to talk tough. But she'll cave on that. And then also with here in the United States, she's saying they shouldn't be buying land and be in the universities. When she was governor of South Carolina, the state gave China land and they were in the universities. As governor in Florida, I banned China from buying land and we kicked them out of our universities. That's what you want to do.
0: Okay. So when she was governor in South Carolina, she gave them land. (laughs) <laughs> the state of South Carolina gave them land And DeSantis banned them from, from getting land From from purchasing land Much less giving it to them for free i, I really like to hear what she's going to say in response to this I, I just can't ama- imagine how she's going to respond It's going to be bullshit, I know that
4: com. Oh, here we go again Jesus Christ development. You had an office in Hong Kong on the website. It said that Florida is a great place to do bu- for Chinese companies to do business. And then when we called you out on it, you had the website scrubbed. So we know that that's the case. What I will tell you is we need to focus on what we're going to do to become less dependent on China. And we need to make sure that we look at it through a national security lens. When we had COVID.
0: Wait a second, giving them land, not just selling them land but giving them land is is how we battle China.
4: Everybody told you to wear a mask, it was made in China. They told you to take a COVID test, you turn it over, it was made in China. If you go down the drugstore aisle, all those medicines are made in China. We need to make sure we're getting medicines made here or we need to get it from our friends so that we're not in any way threatened. But I'll tell you, Ron continues to sit there and talk about China. He has done expansions in China. His biggest donor that is backed by China gave them $340,000. So don't go and talk about donors and money. No, go to DeSantisLies.com yeah. and Governor we'll DeSantis, tell you all look, about it. Governor, Governor DeSantis, I record hurts. My record You're talking
3: the opposite of what you did. You were made a big effort to bring them into the state. They had land near a military base. You were in front of the Chinese flag saying you work for them. You wrote a letter to the ambassador. That's well documented. You were the number one Republican governor in the country. And even people that on the media who are hostile to me, they look, they say they can't find one instance of me as governor recruiting a Chinese company because I haven't done it. It's DeSantis not been part of that. And the Enterprise Florida, we actually eliminated. It. So here's the thing, though. She's backed by companies like BlackRock. She's backed by uh, major companies on Wall Street. They make a lot of money in China. There's a reason why right. you're in the mess you are in terms That's of a trying fact. to deal with the inflation and everything uh, because the elites in this country have sold out the middle of the country for China. She is
2: part of that now. And she's not going to stand Governor up DeSantis, for I want to ask about something that you mentioned
0: you've He's been talking right. a lot about
2: on the campaign trail, which He's is to right. the U.S. economy with China's. China is a top supplier of goods to the United States. The U.S. sells more than $150 billion of goods to China every year. Is it really possible to sever economic ties without inflicting major pain on American business and American consumers?
3: Sure it is, and it's something that you got to be strategic, you got to be methodical about. You got to focus on the things that are of national significance for example i don't think it's it's good idea that the pharmaceuticals come from there things for our military weaponry all these important things that if we got into a worldwide conflict what we're going to ask china who may be on the other side of that uh, to continue doing that so you got to be smart about it you got to recognize that you're going to have to do some incentives here in this country tax incentives regulatory incentives but i want to make things here again you know i look around uh, the country there's parts of iowa That have been hollowed out particularly in the eastern part and i've talked to folks and seen what that did for the community we were sold a bill of goods by a lot of elites in this country that somehow putting china in the wto and granting a most favored nation status was going to lead to our manufacturing exporting a bunch of stuff there instead they've gobbled up so much more manufacturing i don't think you can be a first-rate power unless you have a very strong industrial base so we're going to do that here we're going to work on workforce education. You know, Not everyone needs to do a four-year brick and ivy university. Uh, that's not the best way or only way for people to succeed. Exactly. We're going to do skilled trades. We're going to do vocational. We've done that in Florida. It's going to be a really, really big thing. But I just think the middle of the country has to have those good-paying jobs, uh, and we can't put the interests of some of the people on
1: Wall Street over the interests of Americans on Main Street. Move right. on to, uh, Absolutely. ICC, you
0: know, that's we why know, I'm going to vote for Security, man.
1: According to the Social Security Administration, Social Security will be unable to pay full benefits in a decade if no action is taken. Wow. Governor DeSantis, you have said that you're not going to, quote, mess with Social Security, unquote. Does that mean you have committed to never raising the retirement age and never cutting benefits? So all seniors out there,
3: promise has been made to you. You've paid into this. Every single paycheck that you've had your entire life, they've taken money out of. Uh, and that promise needs to be fulfilled. So that will happen when I'm president. Of course, I have a lot of seniors in Florida that, that depend on Social Security. I know many of them. Uh, and I think back to my own grandmother who was uh, lived till 91. Social Security was her sole source of income. Right. So promise made, promise kept. You know, on the retirement age, you know, it used to be people would say, "Well, uh, life expectancy is going up; shouldn't it mirror that?" Well, the problem now in the last five years is life expectancy is going down. So I don't see how you can raise the retirement age when our life expectancy is collapsing in this country. Right. That's a huge problem in and of itself. Uh, I'll work with.
0: So I I wonder why though. I wonder why life expectancy is going down in the United States. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be honest. It's unfortunate, it's very, very unfortunate. But I think I think it's something that needs to be addressed. How and and how to go about it, I have no idea. Both sides
3: of the aisle, uh, we'll work on something for the long-term strengthening, but I am not gonna mess with seniors' benefits. In this high inflation environment, groceries are going through the roof, rent is going through the roof, all these staples, and you get a cost of living adjustment, but that's not enough to cover the costs that have been increased. So seniors are really strapped, particularly those that are on fixed income, uh, and they have to know uh, that we're going to deliver when it comes to their social security check. Now, we're going to get inflation down, we're going to get energy costs down. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to help seniors, uh, but I think seniors should know promise made
1: will be a promise kept. So just a point of clarification, 15 seconds removing current seniors from the equation, you're not saying that you're committing to never raising the retirement age or cutting benefits. I would
3: never raise the retirement age in, 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 in the face of, of declining life expectancy. I mean, I think that that would be really bad. I mean, just think about it. That, that hurts blue collar folks. You get taxed your entire life, life expectancy's down. You may not even be recouping very many benefits. And so uh, life you, expectancy Governor. is declining. Thank you, That's a big problem. Governor Haley?
4: Three years in a row, he voted to raise life expectancy to 70 years old. Three years in a row. Go to DeSantis.com oh, um, and on that see it. One. So now suddenly he's going to tell you because he's running for president, he's not going to do it. You can't trust him. What I'll tell you is Social Security is going to go bankrupt in 10 years. Medicare is going to go bankrupt in eight. He talks about taking care of seniors right now. It's Florida. It has is the inflation hotspot. It's the highest cost of living of any state in the country. Seniors are having to leave because they can't afford it. It's documented in the dot com. What I'll tell you we have to do is we have to keep our promises to seniors, but we also can't put our head in the sand. For those like ron saying they're not going to touch social security that means they're going to leave after four or eight years and leave it bankrupt no what we do is we go to those in their 20s and say we're going to change the retirement age to reflect life expectancy instead of cost of living increases we do increases based on inflation exactly we limit benefits on the wealthy. The and point. we expand medicare advantage plans which seniors love you, that's Governor. how we'll deal with so making Governor, sure they have
3: reducing it. the benefits when you do the change in calculation, reducing the benefits. So let's just put this in perspective. Uh, under her administration, you would have seniors getting a less cost of living adjustments while your tax dollars are going to pay the pensions of Ukrainian bureaucrats. That's not you true. You talk about putting Americans lot, last. Man. That is wrong. You've supported all that money going over there. So let's put You're our so own people desperate. first. We You're have just to put so everything together.
0: Okay, here's the thing. When you support all this money, and now she's saying, well, just equipment and just just material goods. Bullets, you know, ammunition, guns, and whatever else. Military uh, sp- spending, but not, not actual money going to the Ukraine. But in the past, she supported actual money going. And when you support actual money going, you know, that's, that's feeding into whatever they decide to put it towards. The idea that, you know, they can't put it towards... Um, the the uh, retirement of of different bureaucrats and all that and and military leaders you, you you don't make that choice once you give them the money it's their money they're doing whatever they want to do with it and and that's just a fact so I, I how she doesn't figure that out and why he's not saying that I don't know
3: Haley, and she me. also said she said recently that the the age of social security is way too low and I, I criticized that and then she was called on it. And then she said she never said it, of course, you're lying. And then sure enough... You put on the interview where she's there, spit an image, and she says it's way too low. So we can play this song and dance. She has a record. She makes statements. And I think part of the problem with her her candidacy is now that she's getting scrutiny, uh, she's got this problem with ballistic podiatry, uh, shooting herself in the foot every other day, saying things that now she doesn't even take questions from people.
1: Thank you, Governor DeSantis. Governor Haley, you want to raise the retirement age for younger Americans, but you have not said what that age should be. Should voters in their twenties plan on working until they're seventy?
4: First of all, he hasn't answered the fact that he voted to raise the retirement age to seventy three different times. He can call me whatever name and be demeaning as much as he wants. I'm gonna the demeaning
0: stuff. You're a up.
4: That Ron's lying because Ron's losing. Everybody in the country sees it for what he's it is. He's demeaning me some woman. So what I'll woman. tell you is, yes, we're gonna take on. We're gonna be responsible with it, and we're gonna go to those in our twenties. When I said the retirement age was too low, again, where he's lying, it's because if you go and you can go to DeSantisLives.com. I said it's too low if we're going to look at those in their 20s. We have to go and start looking at what we can do to get out of this. We want to make sure that everybody who was promised Gets it. But we also want to make sure our kids have something when they get it, too. So the way we do that is exactly how I laid it out. Then we'll know what we're looking at, and then we can start focusing. The other thing is we need to start cutting spending in D.C. We have to go back to pre-COVID levels. That's why I'll veto any spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre-COVID levels. That will save us trillions. We've got to go into every agency, replace the, the head of every agency, and send people into every agency. I did that as governor. Pull down old regs, pull down old programs, get rid of any problem children and clean those agencies out and get them mission focused. There is a lot of waste in D.C. You need an accountant to go in there and clean it up. But we're not going to take away from anyone else. And he's yet to answer the fact that he voted three times to raise the retirement. Just a
1: clarification, uh, Governor Haley. Uh, in 15 seconds, should voters in their 20s plan on having to work until they're 70?
4: They should plan on their retirement age being increased, yes. We're going to change it to reflect more of what uh, life expectancy should be. Well, one.
0: Okay, you didn't answer the fucking question. And you just complained because DeSantis didn't directly respond to a specific point you made. So, <laughs> come on, man. Will you both just answer the fucking questions and get, make them direct, honest answers? Instead of a speech that can be somewhat ambiguous and you can change at any time.
3: The things that I think we disagree on, too, is uh, Governor Haley has said Social Security is an entitlement. But, you know, it's not an entitlement. You're paying into it, it's not a welfare program. You're being taxed for this You're
0: Exactly. Life. And so, <laughs> you expect to have benefits on the back end. You know,
3: I don't think that that's too much. The other thing I'd point out is um, Social Security for decades ran massive surpluses. What happened to those surpluses? the Congress spent the surplus. They have (laughs) a big problem with that. So number one, We need term limits for members of Congress. Number two, we need a balanced budget amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Number three, we need to give the president a line item veto. And number four, when you see all these congressmen making a killing in the stock market, like Nancy Pelosi, she could run a very lucrative hedge fund. We need a 28th amendment to the Constitution that says very simply, Congress shall make no law respecting the citizens of the United States that does not also apply to members of
0: Congress. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, that's awesome. Yes, Jesus Christ. It's a figure of speech. It no more makes me religious than when... Uh, it no more makes me religious or a Christian than saying... uh, Than when uh, the Boy Wonder used to say, Holy cow, Batman. I, I don't believe Robin is a Hindu. I could be wrong, but I think it was just a figure of speech. <laughs> no, I may be wrong. We may find out that uh, Dick Grayson was actually a, a very proud Hindu. Who knows? <laughs>
2: Which, of course, has been hotly debated in this Republican primary campaign. Governor Haley, last week, Governor DeSantis said that former President Trump is not pro-life. Do you agree?
4: I mean, look, I think that he did some pro-life um, things when he was president. You'd have to ask him. That's why he should be on this debate stage. Don't ask me what President Trump thinks. You need to have him on this debate stage and ask him for yourself.
3: Governor DeSantis? Well, look, I think that, that we've, uh, we've stood very strongly for a culture of life. Uh, governor Reynolds is here. She has stood strongly for a culture of life. And we've done it in the state of
0: Florida. Uh, you know. So Nikki Haley is going to have a hell of a time um, beating DeSantis in Iowa. There's people who think that he, he's going to lose in Iowa to uh, Nikki Haley. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think R- Governor Ron DeSantis is going to lose to Nikki Haley in Iowa. And I'll tell you why. Because when you have the endorsement of the governor of the state, you, you know, that's, that's something that's very difficult to beat. And so I I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Now, these people are running to see who's number two, who, 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 who wins second in the race. Trump is going to win the race. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's over 50 points higher than DeSantis and DeSantis is the highest out of, out, out of all the primary candidates other than Trump. And so, in. Nikki Haley's number three, and it's just not going to happen. It's going to be Trump, and if somehow Trump gets hit by a lightning bolt and isn't able to serve, then it'll be uh, it'll be Ron DeSantis.
3: Donald Trump has attacked that. Uh, what they did under Governor Reynolds here in Iowa, he said that that's a, quote, terrible, terrible thing. Uh, I don't know how you square that. He was at the March for Life when he was president his last year, and he said that, that life's a gift from God, that the unborn are made in the image of God, and that you needed to have protections uh, for, for, those, for that human life. And now saying it's a terrible, terrible thing, he's given a gift to the left to weaponize that against pro-lifers, and that's wrong. But here's the thing. Republicans need to do a better job of, of lifting up folks um, who are having children It's very difficult to raise kids in this environment you need I to agree. help with medical care you need to help with affordability and we need to help with education choice You got to be pro-life for the whole life and you got to have some compassion for what is going on in Thank you governor. Thank you, governor. Oh, I'm sorry, governor.
2: Governor, yesterday in Iowa, you criticized Governor Haley on this issue of abortion. You said she's, quote, indulged in left-wing tropes and chastised pro-lifers. Do you believe Governor Haley is sufficiently pro life
3: I I think she's been confused on the issue. I think she's trying to speak to different groups with different things. But when she says things like pro-lifers need to stop talking about uh, throwing women in jail, that's a trope. No one I've ever met— Thinks that that's something that's appropriate. Uh, these women are in vulnerable situations. They don't get any help a lot of times from from these fathers who you know don't want to be.
0: Let me just say, anybody that has an abortion, they should be thrown in prison, and so should the doctor that performs the abortion. Unless rape, incest, and mother's life, those are my three exceptions to the rule. Not mother's health health because. Mother's health is too ambiguous. You could stretch that out to mean anything, but rape, incest, a mother's life, and yes, these things have to be brought before a court. Uh, you know, expedited uh, proceedings so that she they can get uh, okay through a through a, a, an abortion practitioner or their own own doctor to do the procedure, and that should be the that should be the standard. It shouldn't be. Um, it shouldn't be, uh, anybody can have an abortion for any reason. Now, all three of those exceptions, rape, incest, and mother's life account for less than 5% of abortions every year, which means over 95% of the children they are being aborted will be saved. And that's a huge win. As, as, as one of my heroes, uh, Dennis Prager says, don't let the, the better be the enemy of, of, of good. Don't let the better be the enemy of good. In other words, don't be such a fanatic that you want everything one hundred percent the way you want it. And if it's if the if it's not a one hundred percent victory, then you you throw everything out. And you just you just accept a total loss. It, it's a hundred percent victory or nothing. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. That that's moronic. If you really love the children, you you won't you won't do that. They're supportive.
3: A lot of times they don't have resources themselves. So it's a very difficult situation. Uh, And we've got to have compassion for those situations. But I think when she starts bringing that in, that's using the language of the left uh, to try to attack pro-lifers. So I think that 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 is wrong. Um, But at the end of the day, I do agree with her on this. Donald Trump should be on this stage. He owes it to you here in Iowa uh, to explain this change he's had and his positioning to explain why he has a tough time saying whether a man can become a woman or not, uh, to explain why he wants to build a billion-dollar-plus big, beautiful new FBI building right in the heart of the swamp in Washington, D.C. He needs to explain why he didn't build the wall uh, and why he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. Every candidate needs to earn your vote. Nobody's entitled to your vote. And he comes in here every now and then, he does his spiel, and then he leaves. I've shown up to all 99 counties because it's important. You're a servant of the people. You are not a ruler over the people. And that's the type of president that I will be. Playing.
0: Oh, are you trying to say that Trump wants to be the ruler of the people? Interesting. Interesting. You're kicking. You're really kicking your chance of being uh, vice president in the ass. I didn't hear the
4: from Ron about me for being um, pro-life, but I'm not surprised it's something that he does all day every day. I am unapologetically pro-life, not because the Republican Party tells me to be, but because my husband has adopted, and I've got my two sweet children sitting in front of me, and I had trouble having both of them. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I have said over and over again, the Democrats put fear in women on abortion, and Republicans have used judgment. This is too personal of an issue to put fear or judgment. Our goal should be how do we save as many babies as possible and support as many moms as possible. That's what we're going to...
0: It's very simple. Restrict abortion to rape, incest, or mother's life. It's just that fucking simple. Saving over 95% of aborted children. It's just that simple focus on
4: doing. We're not going to demonize this issue anymore. We're not going to play politics with this issue anymore. We're going to treat it like the respectful issue that it is. And the tropes that you want to talk about, you keep saying, where is anybody talking about putting a woman in jail or giving her the death penalty? South Carolina. There is legislation right now that would put a woman in jail if she got an abortion. Thank you, Governor. That's why I say Thank that.
1: Thank you, Governor. So, I do want
0: Good. Good. I support that. Both
1: governors have have mentioned that they believe that Donald Trump should be here uh, defending his own record. I just want to remind everybody that he did qualify for this debate and he uh, did not accept our invitation.
0: Well, why would he? Strategically, he's winning. Why would he let these two uh, hammer away on him? Even if it didn't hurt him, even if it helped him, why would he put himself through that when he's winning? It just doesn't make sense. It's not like he's barely winning. He's winning by over 50 points. Why the hell would he do that? That wouldn't make sense.
1: Both of you talk about how important it is to protect the U.S. Constitution. Two years after losing the 2020 election, Donald Trump wrote on social media about his baseless election lies, quote, A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution, unquote. Donald Trump wrote on social media about his baseless election lies quote qualify for this debate and he uh, thank sure. you governor
4: that's why i said uh, thank that. you
1: governor so i
4: do want to remind, uh... okay so you want to talk about you keep saying where is anybody talking about putting a woman in jail or giving her the death penalty
1: In his own record i just want to remind everybody that he did qualify for this debate
2: she
1: got an abortion. You, That's why I say Thank that. Thank you, Governor. want home. Both governors have, have mentioned that they believe that Donald Trump should be here. Uh, defending his own record, I just want to remind everybody that he did qualify for this debate and he uh, did not accept our invitation. Both of you talk about how important it is to protect the U.S. Constitution. Two years after losing the 2020 election, Donald Trump wrote on social media about his baseless election lies: "quote A massive fraud."
0: His baseless election lies. Way to stay impartial, dickhead.
1: This type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles. Even those found in the Constitution, unquote. On that subject, former Vice President Mike Pence has said that on January 6th, 2021, Donald Trump put himself over the Constitution. Governor Haley, is there any meaningful difference in how you and Donald Trump view the Constitution?
4: I mean, look, you take an oath to the Constitution, and I think what you're saying is Donald Trump basically said that the election was stolen. He went on and on talking about the election being stolen. He said that January 6th was a beautiful day. I think January 6th was a terrible day, and we should never want to see that happen again. And I think we have to always be strong on the fact that, look, we want fair elections. And we saw some discrepancies in those elections in 2020 that should be concerning. That's why I passed voter ID in South Carolina. That's why I think when absentee ballots go out, you should be able to verify signatures. That's why I think ballot- Need to be counted on election day, and you should get results on election day. But those that elect
0: most ele- most paper ballots should go back to the way it was, where it was for the military, it was for people that are, were too elderly to get in, had medical issues why they couldn't get in. To expand the absent, you know, the, the ballot system um, for mail in ballots is opening the floodgates to fraud. It's also why the Democrats push so hard. Uh, for to eliminate voter ID now you have to have a picture ID to do everything else. You have to have a picture ID to get into federal buildings, to some state buildings, to some some uh, county courthouses where they're holding uh you know they're ho- holding different uh you know criminal and and uh, and uh, not criminal. <laughs> wow, my brain is gone. And uh, you know all different types of uh, proceedings. You have to have voter id in fact you, you know you have to go through a metal detector so you buy a house you have to have photo id you cash a check you have to have photo id uh, you, you buy a car you have to have photo id you get into a theme park you have to have you have to have uh you have to have uh, state issued government picture id it's state issued government picture id otherwise it could be falsified What's the problem? What is the problem? How the hell could it be racist to require voter ID? It's not racist. It's anti-illegal immigration because what they, what the Democrats want, and that was shown by Governor Gray Davis in, in California when he tried to pass legislation letting uh, illegal immigrants have uh, a state-issued picture, picture ID, driver's license. Um, they want to, for illegal immigrants to be able to vote, and one way is to not require ID. You know, and that's why they promote illegal immigration. They promote illegal illegal immigration, and they they say that you know requiring a state issued picture ID. You don't even have to; it doesn't even have to be a driver's license. It could be a state issued ID. There are state issued IDs that aren't driver's license, but you have to have these things for everything else in life yet they don't want to have that. And that's a major problem. And it's all to promote voter fraud. What else could it be?
4: Trump lost it. Biden won that election. And the idea that he's gone and carried this out forever to the point that he's going to continue to say these things to scare the American people are wrong. We've seen a lot of states come together and do more election integrity.
0: I'm sorry, but it's true. It, the, the 2020 election was stolen. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, there was many ways it was stolen. It wasn't just stolen through um, ballot, you know, people playing games with ballots. And it wasn't just that, you know, there was that too. But it wasn't just that. It was also, um, you know, a campaign through social media, taking down, um, you know, banning Trump from from Twitter, uh, banning a lot of Republicans from Twitter banning all sorts of things that that the FBI told them to ban because the federal government has been weaponized against Republicans and conservatives, and that's just a fact. If you don't see that, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Uh, Right now they're trying to, they've thought of every possible way they could get Trump off the ballot for 2024, and now they've made 90-some-odd charges, hoping that something, they're throwing everything at the wall that they can, hoping something will stick and somehow, some way they can get him off the the ballot. And there's even been a couple of states that have tried to get him off the ballot, which is going to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to lose. But this is absolutely batshit crazy. They've tried everything they can do to make sure that Trump doesn't get, get a second term. And I think he will. I hope and pray that he does. But I guess we'll see. And he keeps saying it because it's true. Uh, if you keep, they keep saying that he was, he's not charged with insurrection, even though they keep, nobody's been charged with insurrection, even though they keep calling it an insurrection. Now, whether the, whether the breach of the, of the, of the federal building was insurrection or not, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm conflicted. Maybe it could be considered so, but he told them to go down there and patriotically and peacefully protest and hear their, have their voices heard. He said nothing about doing any of the things that people end up doing. And you can't you can't blame him for something that people do that he didn't say do. And in fact, he said peacefully. He said it. Uh, you can't change that. It, it's like their argument that uh, he said that well, there were in South Carolina there were people on both sides that were good. I believe it was South Carolina. I could be wrong about the state. Sorry. My, my brain is mashed potatoes lately like um, I'm Biden Jr., Joe Biden Jr. Um, anyway, so he said that uh, you know there were people, good people on both sides. Well, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't talking about the and even after that. They, so they cut it off right there. That's what they printed in, in in the publications. That's what they had on 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 different news shows on CNN and MSNBC and various other shows. What they didn't say, what they didn't show, and what they didn't print was that he said, no, I'm not talking about the white supremacists and neo-Nazis. He was very clear. But when you just, when you cut somebody off, you know, right after they say something, and you don't let the full sentence come out, you know, you can twist things to mean anything. And that's what they've done. So, is it voter, so there's, they've, they've committed voter, they've committed election interference and outright um, theft of the vote. In many different ways, many different uh strategies. It's sad but true. We are a banana republic. I, I just wish that I had known it sooner.
4: Bills, we need to do more than that. We still have three or four states that I'm worried about that don't have that. But at the end of the day, I will always defend and fight the constant for the Constitution. That's what we should do as Americans. I think what happened on January 6 was a terrible day, and I think
1: President Trump will have to answer for it. So just
0: to clarify. Oh.
1: A clarification governor is there any meaningful difference in how you and donald trump view the constitution
4: well i mean i think that he says january 6th was a beautiful day i don't think it was a beautiful day i think you look at that he thinks that he could go and bring in the fact that he wanted to change what the states did the fact that he wanted to overturn the elections in dc those votes happen at the state level you don't ever allow in dc for those votes to be changed at the federal you,
3: governor. level states rights matter. thank you governor governor yeah, you're not really giving a
0: direct answer which is your point
1: in how you
3: and donald trump view the constitution my role model for how to do the constitution is uh, george washington he said the constitution is the guide that i will never abandon and i remember when i took an oath to be an officer in the u.s navy uh you you, you raise that hand you put that left hand on the bible and it's interesting the oath doesn't say that you're going to defend the shores of the united states uh or, or engage in, in military conflict the oath simply says that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. As President of the United States, you will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. You can't just terminate the Constitution. I mean, I know he does, you know, word vomit from time to time on social media, but obviously I will uphold the Constitution. But, and I think it's fine to criticize Donald Trump, and I know the media brings this up a lot. Uh, but you know who else deserves to be criticized? The people that violated the Constitution during COVID to lock people out of schools, to destroy businesses, to force masks on people, to try to force vaccines. I'm going to bring a reckoning to all these agencies. The CDC, the NIH, the FDA, they harm people in this country.
0: Yeah, you forgot the FBI. You should have said the FBI because the FBI has been committing election interference quite a bit. You know, it's it's illegal for the government to... Um, do p- propaganda To for you know propaganda it's also illegal for the government to have private entities do propaganda work on their behalf and that's exactly what the fbi did
3: when dr fauci said there's a no learning loss for kids that's a disgrace Thank you, Governor.
1: there's a reckoning coming so- let's talk about
0: you left out the FBI. Talk
1: about how you view the powers of the presidency because your opponent, Donald Trump, was in court yesterday for a hearing on presidential immunity. And Governor DeSantis, I'm wondering if you agree with the argument that Donald Trump's lawyer made in court that a president should have immunity for any conduct in office, including, as the judge asked, ordering the assassination of a political rival unless the president gets impeached and convicted by the Senate for the offense first. Well, obviously, that attorney uh, gave
3: the case away on that, on that explanation. I think the D.C. Circuit is going to rule against Donald Trump on that issue. I'm not exactly sure what the outer limits are. I don't think it's necessarily been litigated. It's not going to be an issue with me because I'm always going to follow the Constitution. Um, and we're going we're to uphold uh, the, the best traditions of the office. And, and I'm going to be a president you can be proud of. Uh, you know, I think it's important that uh, people be able to look to the president and say, hey, you know, that, that's somebody that's, that's worthy of emulating. And so my wife and I, we just view ourselves to try to, to do well for our kids and to make sure they're proud of us, and we set a good example.
0: You know, I don't give a shit what the president does in his private life. I don't care how many strippers and hookers he fucks. I really don't. I really don't. I'm not judging him as a person. I'm judging, I, I, you know, him be a role model, all that. That's wonderful. If that works out, you know, fantastic, you know, marvelous. But first and foremost, I, I'm concerned about his governmental policies. Does he say what he's going to do on his campaign to become president, and then does he do those things as president? That's all I'm. That's, that's my primary focus. I don't give a fuck what he does in his private life. I really don't. I'm sorry about the language. There's probably people out there that are upset about my language, but you know, I use the language that I use. I don't I'm not I'm not just constantly cussing like a trucker. But uh you know, I don't have a mouth like a trucker, but or a longshoreman, but the fact is is that you know, I I just don't care about their private lives. I really don't. Now, uh you know, obviously, you know, I, there's certain things like I don't want them to work for a company uh, go into a position in government that regulates that same company, and uh, or leaves leaves uh, office and and goes and works works for the company after regulating them. I don't want that sort of thing. But their actual private lives, I, I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. The fact that Bill Clinton got his dick sucked by Monica Lewinsky and maybe more, who cares? I don't care. I really don't. I'm only I'm only concerned by your people's government governmental policies. That's it. How do you govern the, the 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 greatest country on earth? How do you govern the you know how do you become and how do you operate as the leader of the free world? That's all I care about. So get off of people's private lives, Jesus Christ. It's nice if they're a role model, but you know, it's kinda of like a basketball player. It's nice if he's a role model. Uh, or a football player or a boxer it's nice if they're role models but there's a good chance they're not going to be and their job isn't a role model their job is to um that's secondary their job is to perform the best they can you know at the job at hand and that's it
3: uh, so so that's what we would do in that situation but i think there's a larger issue republicans have got to think of it. donald trump's going to lose that appeal he's going to end up going to trial in front of a stacked left-wing DC jury of all Democrats,
0: yeah, that's scary. Uh,
3: what are the odds that he's going to get through that? And that's even talking about the 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 validity of the charges. I don't think he gets through that. And so, what are we going to do as Republicans in terms of who we nominate for president? If Trump is the nominee, it's going to be about January 6, legal issues, criminal trials. The Democrats and the media would love to run with that. Uh, I'm not running for my issues. I'm running for your issues. We need to make this election a referendum on the failures of Joe Biden, the
0: failures of the... I'm sorry, but Donald Trump would be a better president than you, I think. And he needs that second term. Uh, I mean, part of the reason why he needs that second term is just to put it in the faces of the of the liberal Democrats, of the left. That's part of the reason. That's not the main reason, obviously. But that's definitely a bonus, baby. <laughs> that's, definitely, that's definitely a plus, you know? So you know we can't let them decide who our candidates are going to be we can't let the, let the left wing democrats be the the decision makers of who our candidates are going to be and we can't be let the left wing media be the, the the decision makers on who our candidates are our candidates have to be chosen by us the people that we see as as the best person for the job not not our enemies
3: Democratic Party, and how we have the formula to engineer a great comeback for this country. That's what I
0: Thank you, Governor. I
4: didn't
1: hear the question. Uh, the, what, the question was: Do you agree with the argument Donald Trump's lawyer made in court that a president should have immunity for any conduct, including an ordering the assassination of a political rival? unless that president is impeached and convicted by the Senate for that offense first.
4: No, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we need to use some common sense here. You can't go and kill a political rival and then claim, you know, immunity from a president. I think we have to start doing things that are right. And, you know, Ron said we should have leaders that we can look up to. Well then stop lying, because nobody's going to want to look up to you if you're lying. But what I do think we need to look at is what has President Trump done? You look at the last few years, and our country is completely divided. It's divided over extremes. It's divided over hatred. It's divided over the fact that... People think that if someone doesn't agree with you that they're bad, and now we have leaders in our country that decide who's good and who's bad, who's right and who's wrong. That's not what a leader does. What a leader does is they bring out the best in people and get them to see the way forward. That's what we need in our country. We don't need this chaos anymore. We need someone who's going to be a new generational leader that brings sanity back to America.
1: Thank you so much. Republican president.
0: So, so, Trump doesn't bring sanity to America. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, Live from Drake University, uh, we'll be... Health care. Neither of you
2: has released a detailed health care plan, so we want to give some the voters here some insight into specifics of what you might do as president. Governor Haley, as governor of South Carolina, you chose not to expand Medicaid under Obamacare. Forty states, including this one where we are in Iowa, did expand Medicaid, covering more than 18 million Americans. As president, would you allow those states to keep their expansions in place?
4: Well, the first thing is we have to look at the fact that how can we be the best country in the world with the most expensive health care in the world? And so the way we're going to deal with it is we're going to open it all up. From the hospitals, to the insurance companies, to the doctor's offices, to the pharmaceuticals, to the PBMs, make them have to show us everything. Because right now, I can tell you, we take care of my parents. They're 87 and 90. My dad is in the hospital right now. When my mom was in the hospital, a nurse came up to her to give her a couple of Tylenol. And she said, I don't need them. And she said, honey, you might as well take them because you're going to pay for them anyway. Wow, when we got the crazy. bill from the hospital, no one talked to us about that. Right now you have insurance companies and hospitals deciding what it is for us. We're going to take the patient out of the back seat and put them in the driver's seat. We're going to make sure that just like when How? you get your car fixed and you go and they say we can give you a temporary fix and it'll cost this much money or we can give you a permanent fix and it's going to cost that much money. We're going to go and make it transparent so that we can see everything so that they have to show us their warts. The second thing is we're going to pass tort reform around this country. I did that in South Carolina. Doctors don't give you those 10 tests because they want to. It's for the 90% chance they'll get sued.
0: Exactly. We we are such a litigious society that people do all sorts of things that they shouldn't do simply because they're afraid they're going to get sued and how much they're going to lose and 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 by and being sued. Now don't get me wrong. There are some justifiable lawsuits. But there are some lawsuits that are absolutely unjustifiable. And I've actually been told by an attorney that there's no such thing as, a, as a, uh unjustified lawsuit. Bullshit. There's plenty of unjustifiable lawsuits. And that's a fact. And that's a fact. Again, Richard Ojeda. Look him up. He's absolutely uh, crazy. Well, listen to uh, the Blind Mike Project. He talks about Richard Ojeda quite a bit. Uh, anyway, the Blind Mike Project. I, I, I'm not asking him to support me. I'm sure he wouldn't, but I support him. I support him, and I support his show, the Blind Mike Project. Uh, M-I-K-E, the Blind Mike Project. He's legally blind. He's pretty much. He's pretty damn close to being totally blind, and uh, he is an. He's an excellent, excellent broadcaster. Has an excellent show, and I can't say good enough stuff about him. I missed the show today, but I'll I'll still watch it. I mean, I'll still listen to it on podcast. All right, let's uh, let's get back into the the bullshit.
4: And then we're going to go and eliminate certificate of need in this country. I did that in South Carolina as well. That basically says if you have a hospital here, you can't have another hospital for X number of miles. They do the same thing for surgical centers, for nursing homes. We're going to put competition back in health care so that health care is fighting for the patient. That way services go Thank up you. and costs go
0: down. Okay, Dr. now that's Bell, a good thing. 50- I will say that's excellent because you need competition in every, every aspect of life, including health care including insurance companies. So that's perfect.
2: Second point of clarification. Would you allow the states that accepted Medicaid expansion to keep that?
4: So the problem with Medicaid is it needs to be sent down as block grants. Governors can best decide how to do that, whether they need to use it towards mental health, whether they need to use it towards support services. Right now, I would send all of that down to the states. The problem is they're only sending a small portion of it. They need to send more of that
2: so Thank the you, states Governor can better take care of it. Governor DeSantis.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Um, and she mentioned mental health a little bit. All the mental hospitals that were shut down in the late 80s and early 90s, all of them were shut down and they all need reopened. They all need reopened. If you want to solve the homeless problem or take a big chunk out of it, if you want to solve things like issues with, with mass shooters, um, if you want to solve all sorts of, uh, violent crime and, and other social ills, reopen the, the, um, the, the mental, the mental hospitals. Otherwise these people just get, they end up being on the streets and they end up, uh, they end up in prisons, so.
2: Is your response on whether you would allow Iowa and the other 39 states who accepted Medicaid expansion to keep it?
3: Well, I've spoken with a lot of folks here in Iowa and and we need healthcare that's accessible, uh, that's affordable and that's accountable and particularly an emphasis on mental health. In every corner of this state, everywhere I've traveled in the campaign, uh, people are really concerned about mental health. With the kids in schools, uh, people that are coming out of service to our country, with veterans, we're going to put a big emphasis on mental health. I've actually delivered on some of these things in Florida. Uh, We got accountability for the pharmacy benefit middlemen that are causing your drug prices
0: to go up. So we have transparency and consumers pay less. And I just... So one more thing about mental health, even when they, they end up either on the streets, again, as I said, or in prisons, and what happens is if they're mentally ill, there's a place, there's several prisons, several prisons, in a place called Lima, Ohio. It's uh, northwestern Ohio. It's a little bit, there's Toledo, Findlay, and then Lima. Lima's kind of off by itself, isn't, so is Finley. But Finley's right right between Lima, or Lima and... Uh, it's Allen County, it's Lima, Ohio, several prisons there. And they, uh, they, they used to be called Lima State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Then they switched the name to Oakwood Forensic Center. I have no idea why. And they might have switched the name again, I don't know. But uh, Lima State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. And so all those prisoners that, that were mentally ill that went to prison, Ended up in, they caused all sorts of problems in the prison system. And they eventually ended up in Lima State Hospital for the criminally Insane. And uh, so they end up in a mental institution anyway. Why not put them in a mental institution? Why not reopen the mental institutions and put them in a mental institution before they commit heinous crimes? That way you don't have to, uh, you don't, you don't cause all these problems in the prison system. They're going in no matter what. Uh, why not make it an actual mental hospital instead of uh, the prison version? You still have, you still need the prison version, um, but it would cut down on that quite a bit, and it would cut down on a lot of the chaos in prisons. All right, that's my little spiel, my little rant.
3: The federal government uh, to allow the state of Florida to buy prescription drugs from Canada, which is 25 cents on the dollar, what our prescription drugs cost. I want seniors to be able to do. And then finally... Uh, we need to upend this COVID and medical authoritarian regime that we saw going around this country. Yeah, that was COVID. ridiculous. It's wrong to force vaxes uh, like the COVID shot and say people are going to lose their jobs. That is not going to ever happen on my watch. Trust Governor DeSantis, same. 15 me. 15 I, I think, second I think what you do is you block grant the program and then let states run uh, the way they see fit to do. But I can tell you this. Expanding Medicaid leads to less private coverage. It doesn't necessarily increase access to quality care. Sure. I want to get, actually people get good health care. It's not just about a sheet of paper if you
2: don't get any good doctors. Thank that you, gives Governor. you entitled for that. Right. Governor DeSantis mentioned mental health. Let's talk about that. There is a mental health crisis in this country. An estimated yep. 58 million Americans suffer from some type of mental illness. Governor Haley, you say the mental health crisis is a, quote, cancer that no one has dealt with, What do you think is causing the crisis, and what would you do to fix it?
4: Well, I think we saw it exacerbated by COVID. I mean, with the school lockdowns and everything else, we see young people now with more anxiety, stress, and depression than ever before. One in three people right now suffer from mental health issues. But if treated, they can live a perfectly normal life. The problem is we don't have enough mental health therapists. We don't have enough mental health treatment centers. We don't have enough addiction centers. And if you happen to be lucky enough to get one of those three, Insurance doesn't cover it We have got to start dealing with this Because it's become a huge issue And that's why we need to have more telehealth So that people can get the mental health care They need right when they need it We need to have mental health counselors in schools Come on. So that they can identify when a child Has a problem that Reopen they We the middle the that they need But right now we've got to get Access to care and that's again Why I want to move those federal programs down To the state level because states Know they need more mental health support They're not getting the dollars to do it we don't need D.C. bureaucrats. Mental health them. hospitals. We need this on the ground so that we can get the mental health centers, get the therapists, and get the help that people need so that they can be healthy again. Governor. Governor.
0: Okay, so she never said anything about mental health, mental, uh, mental hospitals. And that's what needs to be reopened. Again, they were closed down in the late 80s, early 90s. And they need to be reopened. They desperately need to be reopened. Uh, she said mental health centers I, I don't think that's a mental health hospital i don't think that's you know i don't think that's inpatient or if it is it's just slightly they they need the actual mental health hospitals the way they had them in the past and why they shut them down in the first goddamn place i have absolutely no idea
2: Sanchez, you said right here in iowa this summer that closing mental health institutions a policy supported by ronald reagan was a mistake yep, I agree. as president would you restore federal funding to those mental health institutions yes
3: we need more people in yep. institutionalized settings unfortunately uh, but you know uh, governor haley mentioned i think correctly the devastating mental health consequences for these school closures, yep. a lot of things that happened during COVID. I never recalled seeing her out there fighting the fight. I was on the front lines on that. Governor Kim Reynolds was on the front lines on that. We fought back against the biomedical state. We were attacked by the media. We were attacked by the pharmaceutical companies. Yep. We were attacked by the left, attacked by Fauci. We stood and we helped people. And Iowa and Florida had the best schools opening in the entire pandemic, because we led, that's what you want to do. Now, yep. in terms of mental health, i run into veterans here uh, in Iowa, and I think we have a significant problem with veterans, uh, particularly the post-9-11 veterans, and we know the stats on suicide. Um, it's really, really sad. As a fellow veteran, on, as president, I have to put
0: that... I'm glad that you're saying this, but you said open, reopen the mental health hospitals, but you didn't, I don't think you put enough emphasis or focus on it. That would be my one criticism. Now, Nikki Haley didn't say it at all. So, you know, big surprise.
3: Issue on the front burner. We can't keep turning a blind eye to what's happening to our vets. It's not gonna be done just through the VA. And it can't be done just by pumping people with pharmaceuticals. If a veteran has post-traumatic stress. You need more than just that. So we're gonna use the VA to link veterans with resources that are throughout our country. For example, in Florida, uh, we have a, a, an organization that trains service dogs to be able to be paired with veterans with wow. post traumatic stress they understand the symptoms they mitigate it, you know what the suicide rate is close to zero as a result of that we wow. got to think bigger than these bureaucracies close to zero we've in be florida there for our vets and their mental health
1: thank you governor turning turning to the topic of climate 2023 was the hottest year ever recorded on earth and Americans are already feeling the impact just yesterday The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration reported that the U.S. experienced 28 weather and climate-related disasters that cost at least $1 billion last year, another record. Governor DeSantis here in Florida, I'm I'm sorry, Governor DeSantis here in Iowa, massive flooding has left farmers underwater. Uh, In Florida, rising seas threaten coastal cities. You have taken action in your home state to mitigate the problems of rising seas, but as president... Would you do anything to deal with the underlying cause, which scientists agree requires cutting carbon emissions? So on day one as president, we take Biden's Green New
3: Deal, we tear it up and we throw it in the trash can. It is bad for this country. We have to have reliable energy. And here's the thing, you know, they, they talk about, Joe Biden has said that, that global warming is worse than a nuclear war. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, gee, John Kerry hasn't given up his private jet Obama hasn't given up his Martha's Vineyard seaside mansion. We haven't seen Biden do anything to hold China accountable, except making sure that Hunter gets his money. So these guys talk out of one side of their mouth, and then they behave in another way. And I think that's wrong. But I also think that those policies would devastate.
0: So just really quick. Yeah, all, all these liberals that talk about climate change, they fly around on private jets to these different conferences to talk about climate change. And what do they? They have they pay into uh, and get uh, what is it? Clean energy credits or something? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's reality based. You don't get to donate money, uh, and, and that's not going to off put the the you you using your luxury private jet to to get to these conferences. <laughs> but what do I know? All right
3: communities particularly here uh, in iowa i mean for example he wants to mandate electric vehicles uh, that's going to be more costly i think the car companies would go bankrupt but it's going to hurt liquid fuels which is very very important yep. you're going to end up having rolling blackouts if they kneecap reliable energy production in this country florida's had a massive decline in emissions it wasn't because of a single mandate uh it was because of innovation because a lot of natural gas has replaced coal yep. we do have market-based solar and it's it's a compliment but we cannot walk away from reliable energy. And I think about here's what the left wants to do: uh, they want to take away your freedom and they want you to pay more for everything. We need you to pay less for energy, and we need to make sure people can innovate. Uh, we cannot have these mandates, and they'll be gone the day I'm president. So, Governor, just-
0: okay. So before he, go, he gets his second question, he gets 12 seconds or 15 seconds, or whatever the case may be. Let me tell you right now, if you want to hear uh, somebody who's very intelligent on, on uh, global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it, Bjorn Lundberg, now it's B-J-O-R-N uh, Lundberg, um, I think it's L-U-M-B-E-R-G, Bjorn Lundberg, he's the most intelligent person on, on, uh, on climate change, uh, and he had a really good debate with RFK Jr., the guy that's running uh, independent RFK junior um so bjorn lumberg if anything he has to say is brilliant um and you know and and you're if you're talking about um if you want to hear him debate somebody who's a climate fanatic a global warming fanatic look up Glo- uh, bjorn lumberg versus rfk junior and again it's rfk junior is running as an independent in this current uh current time
1: the point of clarification 15 seconds uh, recent research at the university of iowa ties these floods in iowa to the rise in greenhouse gases and here's the as, thing let me ask the question as president would you do anything to deal with this
3: underlying cause innovate and here's the thing china is building two coal plants a week right you can do everything biden wants to do and you're going to have way more of what china's increasing it so why would we be cutting off our nose to spite our face China is the problem here, and so hold them accountable. Thank but you, don't Governor. Don't hold the American people. Thank to you, Governor. Less Governor Haley,
1: as president, would you do anything to deal with the underlying cause of, of the floods and other climate disasters, which scientists agree requiring requires cutting carbon emissions?
4: I mean, first of all, regardless of what party, everybody wants to have clean air, clean right. water. I agree. They want a world that they can pass on to their kids that's going to be healthy and all of that. But it's how do we do that? I think the first thing we have to understand is you don't deal in extremes when i was at the united nations the reason i took us out of the paris climate agreement was because President Obama had put all these mandates down on our businesses, but they right. didn't do anything to hold China and India to account. Nope. Those are the two countries we have to really go to if we care about the environment, that we go and make them be held accountable. The second thing is we'll roll back all of Biden's green subsidies because they're misplaced. Rather than putting anything towards innovation on what we can do on nuclear fusion and other things that reduce emissions, which there are things out there.
0: If, there's, if the two largest countries in the world by far one has like I think 1.2 billion. The other one has 1.5 billion. I, I, don't quote me on those numbers. I could be wrong. It uh, might not be the exact numbers, but close enough. If if we don't hold them accountable, and they could keep putting out just massive amounts of of uh, fossil fuels and everything else that, that affects climate, and only the United States or the United States and a few European countries hold back. I'm telling you, it's, it's not going to change anything. It's just going to cripple our economy. And if you can't see that, then I, I just don't know what the hell to say.
4: To go and have everybody have to drive an electric car by 2035, that's not even smart. One, because, which, by the way, um, Ron took Biden's stimulus money and did charging stations all throughout Florida. I wouldn't have taken the stimulus money. But what that does is basically we don't have the infrastructure. And I'm not just talking about charging stations. Electric vehicles are heavy. Our roads and bridges wouldn't be able to handle that if we did that because right, they're heavy true. in weight. And so we have to be smart about the way we do that. Not to mention 70% of the batteries in electric cars are made in China. So Biden gave this massive windfall, windfall to our number one national security threat. If we're going to do it, innovate it,
2: transition and do yep. it the right way, Thank not you. in extremes. Thank you. I want to turn to the issue of well, the I agree bar. with that. The majority of Americans describe crime in the U.S. as either extremely or very serious. Recent data show crime
0: rates falling, but some violent crime
2: rates do remain high. Governor Haley, former President Trump, suggested that he might try to stop violent crime by deploying U.S. troops to Democratic-run states and cities, something he could potentially do under the Insurrection Act. Is that something that you would do as president?
4: What I would do is, first of all, defund sanctuary cities. It's right. hugely important that we do that. That's where we're seeing a lot of crime. But the second thing is, our law enforcement is demoralized right now. Because if they go and they arrest someone for having a stolen gun, it's demoralizing when they go through all that effort, put their lives at risk, yep. and then you turn around and let that criminal go the very next yeah, day. That's, Prosecutors that's need to prosecute according to the law, and we've got to start holding them accountable. When we bring law and order back, to our cities, then that's when they'll be safe. You don't do it by defunding the police. And you don't do it by just praising the police. You do it by having their backs, making sure we passed the first body camera bill in the country in South Carolina to make sure that law enforcement felt like they could do their job without anyone, without feeling threatened about them doing their job.
0: Now, if you don't, what you need to do is you need to remove the prosecutors that that don't do their job. You just need to remove them from office. From from their positions, any any of the ones that you can need to be removed, because if they're not, you know they're going to do the no ca- the cashless bail, they're going to let people out of prison for horrendous crimes, and and none of it will matter. None of it matters right now. It's it's sad and pathetic.
4: We have to have prosecutors prosecuting. We have to defund sanctuary cities. We have to get these these stolen guns and drugs off the street and the only way we can do that is when we empower law enforcement
0: right. 100%, wow. 100% agree with on that
3: president former president trump is a little bit rich because he was president during the worst rioting in the modern history of this country the blm riots in the summer of 2020 when i saw that happening in minneapolis in florida i called out the national guard We had state law enforcement deployed. We said, you're not burning down our cities in this state. And you know what? It didn't happen. He sat in the White House and tweeted law and order, but he did nothing to ensure law and order. As your president, I will never let our cities burn. You have every right to stop this runaway rioting as president. In fact, you have a duty. Now, uh, Nikki Haley and I have a disagreement on the BLM stuff, too, because she tweeted during this period of time. That the death of George Floyd should be quote personal and painful for each and every American.
0: God damn! The pain of the death of George Floyd should be personal and painful for every individual American. What are are you out of your fucking mind? First of all, he wasn't killed by uh, by um, oh my god, my mind is so gone. His his name slips my uh, uh, Derek Chauvin. He wasn't killed by Derek Chauvin. He was killed because he had uh, congestive, congestive uh, heart failure. And he was a drug addict that had, they said that three is a lethal dose of fentanyl. He had 11 in his system. And uh, one of the things that they said was, well, he used on his neck and he said he couldn't breathe. From the girl's camera from the sidewalk, some little bitch that went into court and, and made a fool of herself. From her camera, it kind of looked like it might be on the back of the neck from the body camera uh, body footage from the cops behind Derek Chauvin, you could tell that the knee was more on the shoulder blade not on the not on the shoulder, not on the neck. Um, they also lied and said that he was uh that he uh you know intentionally wanted to kill the guy and that you know this this was ridiculous. he was a sacrificial lamb. he did not try to kill this guy. things just happened. It's unfortunate, but when you're, a drug, when you're a drug addict and a drug dealer and when you've spent six years in prison because you, uh, you robbed a woman, a pregnant black woman at gunpoint, you and your friends robbed her house, when you do those things, bad things happen to you. And uh, he was high on drugs. And one of, the, one of the symptoms of being high on fentanyl is respiratory failure, r- r- difficulty breathing. And he was saying, I can't breathe before they even got him out of the car, before they even put hands on him. He was saying he couldn't breathe. It wasn't for the knee on the neck. It was the fact that, and, and the, well, you know what, I'm not going to go through the whole damn thing, but basically the um, the medical examiner that did the autopsy said it wasn't anything that the cop did. And then after he was talked to several times by the FBI and city council and the, the uh, state prosecutor, after that, he was—he uh, changed his mind and added a little extra to the, to the autopsy results. So it is what it is. It really is what it is. But um, this idea that this criminal scumbag is some kind of martyr is just absolute bullshit. And Nikki Haley said that—that's another fucking reason why she can go fuck herself. Uh, I wouldn't vote for her if no matter what.
3: But people in Iowa had nothing to do with that or Florida or South Carolina. She was virtue signaling to the left. She was accepting the narrative uh, and she was trying to impress people who were never going to like us. I never bought into going after the police. We back the blue to Thank the hill state DeSantis. of Florida. And we're, we're, we're about lower crime as a result of Thank that. Thank you, Governor Haley. Exactly. It's interesting that he did that. He put a tweet
4: that was very similar. But let me tell That's you why true. it did that. First of all, we had one of the worst two racial shootings. We had the shooting of Walter Scott, who was shot seven times in the back by a dirty cop. We had a...
0: Okay, the shooting of Walter Scott is not justifiable. That cop needed to be fired. He needed to be prosecuted. And he needed to go to prison. Uh, I watched the whole video. I had the whole situation. And the shooting of Walter Scott was absolutely disgusting. And that was... That's him going... The cop being fired... Prosecuting going to prison is completely valid, but not in the case of George Floyd and Derek Chauvin.
4: Horrific, we had a horrific shooting at a church where a white supremacist came in and killed nine amazing souls. BLM, all of that. we...
0: Yeah, was it Dylan Roof? Was that the was that the person you're talking about? And he was mentally ill. He was mentally ill. So again reopen the mental institutions, reopen the uh, mental hospitals.
4: never had to deal with riots. We never had to call in the National Guard, Ron, because when we had both of those shootings, we were able to pull people together. We didn't have riots. We had vigils. We didn't have protests. We had prayer. We brought people together. When I said that about George Floyd, when we turned around and had the worst shooting in a religious place that we had seen in this country, not only did I pass the first body camera bill in the country,
0: you know what's never discussed? I believe it was Texas. I could be wrong, but I believe it was Texas. And the church, they had security in there with guns. But a black guy went in and tried to shoot up a predominantly all white or all-white church. Tried to shoot everybody up. I forget if he shot anybody or if if uh, he just shot and he didn't get anybody. I I don't know. I don't remember. I don't recall. But that's never discussed. I mean, never discussed. Great.
2: Senator Desantis is hitting you for claiming the retirement age is "quote
0: way way too low." You I have never
4: that? once said that. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. We need to do it according to life expectancy. I never once said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. I never said government should go and require anyone's name. A huge issue that I'll deal with as soon as I get there is social media. They need to verify every single person on their outlet, and I want it by name. What I have always said is boys going to a boys' bathroom, girls going to girls' girls bathroom, but But hold on one second. When I was governor, they wanted to bring in a a bathroom bill, a transgender bathroom bill, and I strong-armed and said, we are not going to have that in South Carolina. She
3: said the law shouldn't get involved in that. And I just ask you, if you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That, that n- is the truth. We have, it, we have it on video. Not only did
4: I pass the first body camera bill in the country and keep our state together, not only did I move to bring the Confederate flag down. We came together as a state you, in Governor. prayer and we had no division, no riots, no thank anything. You. We didn't need the National thank Guard you, because a leader knows how to bring out the best of so, their people
0: thank you, people. For- so <laughs> So I will give her this. She came up with the first legislation in the country for body camera footage. For body cam footage for police officers. I think that's excellent. I, I was originally I was against body camera footage because I thought, well, they're gonna you know, they're gonna try to micromanage what cops do. They're going to uh, twist and, and turn. It's actually been great for police. Because people will tell all kinds of absolutely ridiculous lies. Forgetting that there's body camera footage. And forgetting that there's a, a camera inside the car constantly running. Inside the police car, cruiser, patrol car, whatever. And they forget that. And so what happens is is they pull all kinds of stupid shit they forget the fact that they, they're they being heard by many other people and seen by many other people. And so they make asses of themselves. They go back and try to tell all sorts of lies, and they don't get away with it. In most cases, some cases they do get away with it, like the George Floyd case. They, they get away with it. You know, they don't even get away with it. The other people that are, you know, uh, big proponents for criminals, they get away with it they get away with telling lies somehow, they twist it no matter what. And there are cases where cops do things they shouldn't do and they get busted for it. So it's, it's been actually, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong about the body cams. And I think they've been a great thing for everybody all the way around, especially police officers.
1: You have been sparring on the campaign trail for months. We've seen some vicious attack ads going back and forth. And tonight we have had a very lively debate on a different note. Governor DeSantis, let me ask you, what do you admire about Governor Haley? Well, look, I mean, I
3: think that, um, you know, at the United Nations, um, I did think that she she spoke out strongly on some key issues, and I appreciated that. I also appreciate uh, the state of South Carolina. My wife uh, is a College of Charleston graduate. Um, Her parents lived there for many, many years, and so it is a wonderful state. Uh, There's a lot of great people there, Um, and I think to be able to have been governor there is is a great achievement, and um, I uh, really appreciate everyone I've gotten to meet in South Carolina. Governor Haley, what
1: do you admire about Governor DeSantis?
4: I think he's been a good governor.
1: Okay. (laughs) So uh, we're going to squeeze in another quick break. And we'll be right back with more from the uh, Republican debates here at Drake University.
0: Well, we're not going to squeeze it in for me because I'm not listening to commercials. Okay, so I-, I will give her the body camera footage. And even though she wasn't specific and he wasn't specific, at least they gave each other a little credit. Ha 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 ha. What do you What do you like about uh, Nikki Haley? And he gave a non-specific. She did stand up for our country when she was an ambassador, and uh, so I guess that's great. And then she said he was a good governor. <laughs> I don't know if she said great or good, but I don't recall. But at least they were able to say something. It was non-specific. It would have been nicer if they had gave a little bit of specifics. But they're adversaries right now, and they're they're just not going to do that. So, okay, we're back.
4: First of all, I want to thank the good people of Iowa. I have campaigned for 11 months, whether it's driving a combine or holding a pig at a, at a produce area, or whether it's the fact that we've met owners of bakeries and, and small businesses. You know, every one of them knows that we can't go through four more years of chaos. And if it's Donald Trump, there will be four more years of chaos. And we can't be... A-
0: Sometimes we need chaos. When the system is running smoothly, but it's, it's running poorly, that's not a good thing. Sometimes you need a chaos agent. You need somebody to come in and do what he's going to say he's going to do instead of being some plastic, empty-suit politician that makes a lot of promises on the campaign trail but doesn't even attempt to achieve any of those uh, goals that he states in the campaign trail in office. Donald Trump might not have succeeded at all of his goals, but he tried like hell to do it, and and that's the important thing to me. Uh, By the way, this is is the CNN-Republican debate in Des Moines, Iowa. All
4: right. ...country in disarray in a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. And we can't go through another nail-biter of an election. And if you look at the polls right now, going against Joe Biden in every one of those head to head polls, Ron doesn't beat Joe Biden. Trump is head to head. On a good day, he might be up by two points. I defeat Biden by 17 points. That's, a, that's bigger than the presidency. That's House, that's Senate.
0: Now, if you look at all the polls back in 2016, um, Hillary beat Trump by a landslide, according to all the polls. That didn't happen. Hillary did not beat, beat the uh, president by um, a landslide. She lost. It was a close election, but she lost. Um, So I've lost a lot of faith in polls, especially when it comes to voters. Sad but true.
4: Governorship sets down the school board. That's a mandate to get our spending under control and get inflation down. That's a mandate to get our kids reading again and go back to the basics in education. That's a mandate to secure our borders with no more excuses. That's a mandate to bring law and order back to our country. And that's a mandate for a strong America that we can be proud of. We can do this. I know we can do this. If you will join with me in this movement, if you join with me in this fight, I promise you, our best
0: days are to come. God bless you. Yeah, we'll
3: see. Well, it's been great to visit all 99 counties here in Iowa. I've been able to meet so many friends uh, and really learn about some of the best of America. Uh, Iowa's votes do not need to be corrected by any other state. Uh, You all know what you're doing. Uh, And we have an opportunity on Monday to really change the course of history. Donald Trump's running for his issues. Uh, Nikki Haley's running for her donor's issues. I'm running for your issues, your family's issues, and solely to turn this country around. I'm the only one running that's delivered on 100% of my promises, uh, and I'm the only one running that has beaten the left time and time again, from the teachers' unions to Fauci to the Democratic Party. We need to run under the banner of bold colors that are putting the American people first, We can't run under a banner of pale pastels of the warmed over corporatism, the likes of which is practiced uh, by Nikki Haley. Freedom is on the ballot. Decline is a choice. We have it within our power uh, to fix this country and to turn it around. I am asking for your support in the Iowa caucus on Monday, January 15th. I'll be a president that you can be proud of. And I promise you this. I will get the job done and I will not let you down. I believe thank that. Thank you, and God bless you all.
1: Our thanks to Governor DeSantis and Governor Haley. Governor DeSantis and Governor Haley, thank you so much, both of you, for being here tonight. Thanks to our audience, to our host, Drake University. For Dana Bash and the whole CNN team, I'm Jake Tapper. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to join us Monday, January 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern for CNN's coverage of the Iowa caucuses.
0: Okay, so I, needless to say, I completely agree. I mean, I completely agree with Governor with Governor DeSantis. And Nikki, I don't disagree with Nikki Haley on a lot of things. I just don't think she can be fully trusted. And that's very sad. That is extremely sad. Um, anytime you can't trust someone, you know, that's that person's not worth a dime. They're just not. Um, I don't know how else to say it. It's just a fact. Um, so I, I really don't see how people are going to vote for Nikki Haley. I really don't. I don't think she's going to win. Well, I, know, I know neither one of them are going to win. Unless, like I said, unless they somehow, by hook or crook, find a way to keep Donald Trump from running. He's going to win the Republican primaries. He's going to be going up against uh, Biden or whoever they put in place of Biden. Um, Those things are going to happen. And Trump is going to win. He's going to get his second term. DeSantis in the future, maybe. Um, You know, I'm still a big uh, fan of Vivek Ramaswamy. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Vivek Ramaswamy. I think it's virtually impossible, unless he loses interest or drops over of a heart attack. You know, Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be the president of this country. Um, eventually. I I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it'll happen after Trump's second term. I, I don't know. But he's going to be a, the president of the United States eventually. He's only, what, 38? He's 38 years old. He's got plenty of time. He's going to be the president of the United States eventually. And I'm a big supporter. I really am. Uh big fan of Vivek Ramaswamy. So, with that said... This was the little wrap up of the end of the uh, end of the, um, you know, the Republican debates in 2020 or the, the first Republican debate in 2024. Um, and it was Nikki Haley versus uh, Ron DeSantis. And, uh, you know, I'm comfortable with calling Ron DeSantis governor, governor but not Nikki Haley because she's not currently a governor. Ron DeSantis is still governor of Florida. And so I, I you know, he, he's he's he got the title of governor. Uh, I don't know if once you're the, uh, a governor of a state, you keep the title permanently, the way you do president. Um, I, I just don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with calling her a governor because she's not currently a governor. And Ron DeSantis is. So, Trump all the way. And I do mean all the way. Um, Ron DeSantis, if not Trump. And... You know, if Nikki Haley's the nominee, don't get me wrong, I'll vote for her. I'll, I'll bite my lip and, and vote for her, or bite my tongue, whatever, and vote for her. Because there's, if I got to pick somebody who's imperfect and somebody who's an absolute fucking train wreck, I'm going to pick somebody that's imperfect. That's just logical. Just like with abortion, I'm willing to accept a few exceptions. Uh, if it saves over 95% of the children being aborted. Don't, you know, as, again, as my, one of my heroes says, uh Dennis Prager, um listen to the Dennis Prager show on both on podcasts and his radio show every day. And uh, Dennis Prager says, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I agree. I completely agree. I may be misquoting him, but you get the idea. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. It means don't be determined to get 100% victory. And you know, ninety-five percent victory—it's no hundred percent or nothing—and then you lose everything, and you get a hundred percent defeat. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Be 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 rational, people. How many people? Uh, how many children have to die? A hundred percent of them being aborted. How, how many how many people have to be aborted before you realize that you have to make some sort of a slight compromise to save the overwhelming majority? All right, folks, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I appreciate everybody listening. I don't think I forgot to say anything, but if I did, I I don't know. It must have been not that important. Uh, There was a couple of uh, technical issues that I tried to weed out, and uh, that's that. All right, everybody. um, Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. One last thing before I let you go. Tonight, when you're laying in the dark, flat on your back, staring up at the ceiling, drifting off into sleep, I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over and over again. The conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. right. Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. And in the morning when you wake up, you'll feel like a refreshed, renewed person. The sun will shine brighter. The air will feel crisper. The flowers will smell sweeter. The birds will sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if not, maybe you're some jackass atheist that some far lefty bigot that needs to pull his head out of his ass. All right, you knuckleheads. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.